I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. All right. All right. All right. All right. Two line. I paid my dime. I hung my coat. And now it's time to move to the forefront and take my rounds. Say peace to him. Give a pound to drink. Get down. Hey, Woo. welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And it is a beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, maybe a bit rainy outside today, but uh, we all made it. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a first time guest for the show. Um, you may have heard him if you listen to the Three Guys On podcast. He fills in for uh, Tim Miller sometimes on the regular. Who's or, on paternity leave. Yeah, who is on paternity leave. And, uh, if, uh, sometimes he's even there if they, if they have all the guys there. Sometimes it just, he's just a plus one. He's three guys plus one or plus two or whatnot. But it's, uh, my man Romaine Walters of, uh, Romaine and Lettuce is what they constantly say on the show, man. What, yeah. what is that in reference to exactly? Uh, Romaine and Lettuce is a comedy band that, uh, myself and, uh, my partner Jamel Johnson have. And, I mean, we do, we do, we do stand up and the way it came about was that we just, we were just messing around one time. He's, he needed to do something for like, for Christmas. I play the piano, you know, and he started making jokes. It's like, hey, let's do this around some music and you can fill in, you know, some ad lib here and there because you know, you do comedy too. So you know where, to, where you should go. And we just kind of did that on the side and it took off better than we thought it would. What where did you learn to play piano? Like how did you learn that? Uh well my my parents put me through uh, lessons since I was about 6 years old. Okay. So so then from there it was you know music theory, I uh, went to Concordia College for a while and from there it just I I never really left. Always just kept continue playing. Did, did you, you play did you play in church and stuff? Played in church uh in church I I played the keys for a little bit. That was my brother's thing and I you know being the the second Second son, I was like, I'm not trying to be my brother. <laughs> so uh, I took the bass guitar up instead, drums and bass guitar, and I took that up when I was 13. Cool. So it sounds like you just have a, a deep music background. When your parents uh, told you to uh, play the piano at six, was it something that you wanted to do or something they were like, you're going to do this, and then you eventually fell in love with it? It was something I wanted to do. Okay. I, I just I liked watching the piano players play at church, but also in other areas because we're uh, – for, I mean, I say we, as in my brother, my sister, myself, we're classically trained. So we were trained on the classics first, you know, Rachmaninoff, Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, and okay. then church kind of came into it after the fact. Mm. So our background is uh, very mixed when it comes to music. Musically, it's very mixed. Yeah, I always wonder how that works, if because I like who knows that they want to like use that skill for the rest of their life at that yeah, age you know it's so early like i feel like at that age i would have been like oh yeah i want to play like the xylophone or some shit and then a, a month later, later i'll be like fuck this, this i want to play the violin a month later fuck that i want the trombone because that's how a lot of children it's my process things everything is like a short-term thing did you ever think about quitting uh, yeah, I mean, many times, because like I said, I, I didn't want to be my brother. My brother was taking off in one direction with it, and I was like, I don't want to be my brother. I also like to draw, you know? I want to be, um, you know, to do comics and, 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 and cartoons and things like that. So I was like, all right, I can do music on the side. That would be fine, but I really would like to draw. And then my mom was like, you, okay, you can draw if you want to. There's books out. You can learn all you want, but I'm not going to stop paying for these lessons. So <laughs> I didn't have a choice after a certain point and then just rebelled at 16 i was like i'm not doing this anymore 
and yeah. went to the bass guitar, stuck with that, though. Mm. But you never really... It, piano's my first love, so I never really left. It was more I didn't do it in front of them to give them the idea that I wanted to go back. And what happens, like, after, um, you know, you're playing this music and stuff, like, when do you realize, like, I want to be on stage telling jokes, at, at a, you know, in addition to playing music? <sighs> Um, telling jokes was a whole different animal in itself. I never, I didn't start telling jokes until I was in college. Uh, and it wasn't really jokes per se. I would tell stories at different open mics. I would tell stories about what would happen to me on the train in New York City. And originally I would, I would tell these stories when I got into class. You know, I'd go in class. We had like an hour. I would tell these stories. And like, these, these are hilarious. You should tell these on stage. So I went to tell stories at like a storytelling contest and stuff like that. Um, never won any of them, but they were like, hey, you, you know, you're pretty funny. You should make them jokes. You should try like stand up the way you tell your stories. And it didn't really work out right away because, you know, their stories, they were long winded. I didn't know how to cut them down into jokes. And it wasn't until I moved to Virginia and started doing it again. And that, and that, those, those, there's a period of time there too. I got, I got married, I got divorced. A lot of stuff happened in between not telling jokes anymore and then coming back to do that because it was kind of therapy. Mm. And I did better the second time around, knowing what I know from before. Now, what about like, because now in New York, like one of the big things is like storytelling is like kind of a, a, a new, like a, a craze, I guess you would say, or at least a new yeah. trend in, in, in like for comedians. Do you feel like, man, I was just ahead of the curve. I need to get back to telling these stories. (laughs) I never thought I was ahead of the curve. I thought because, like, I I, I like to mimic people like, you know, um, Bill Cosby. He had a way of telling stories about his life and childhood that was, I I think, was amazing. And my mom exposed me to him when I was really young. I mean, I know every every line to the movie Let's Do It Again, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Sidney Poitier. Bill Cosby. I, I I was watching that since I was seven. Kids shouldn't be watching that at seven, but I was watching that. And him, Richard Pryor. Uh, I got into Chappelle later on because I just liked the way they told their their side of the story. Even if they embellished something or they took something out, it doesn't matter. They just they just had a way of telling a story mm-hmm. that was engaging and punched it up. And now that that's the thing. Am I a little upset? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. But it, it took me, even took me a while to get back to that because I didn't go right back into telling my stories right away. I was just nonsense, silly premises and thoughts, and I would be – they're, they're safe because you don't have to expose yourself. Mm. Now, uh, you said you got married and divorced. Like, so when you get mar- when you got married did you stop doing comedy like were you like all right i'm done with this shit and now you're back because uh it sounds like you took <laughs> a break yeah it was all right so it was it was college so i was there was multiple factors i was homeless and um i was homeless and i was kind of kind of engaged we were, we were together for a while wait you and- were homeless and engaged at the same time we were on the way to getting there because we were together for a long time. And mm. the homeless part was not really my fault. That's whole, that's a whole family deal. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm, it's the best way to put this without, cause I don't, I still don't like talking shit about her cause I, okay. I feel like it's still, still going to come back to me somehow. Uh, but she wanted to move to, you know, Baltimore 
just further south, closer to her family, mm-hmm. and also try to let's just try to make a little money, buy a home, do whatever. So I'm thinking this is a good idea. This is also a good idea for me to do some graphics elsewhere, build my resume up. And I was like, all right, well, I guess comedy's no more. Mm. And and you know, it was it was something I did to pass the time because you like I said, I was homeless and I had these crazy strange stories. So it was a, it was great for me to pass the time at that time. I didn't see it honestly past being a form of therapy, a form of talking to people and getting it out there. And then uh the divorce happened and I'm homeless for the second time. <laughs> and I'm out there, I'm like, all right, you know what? I find a I got a roommate. Oh, I got a place. Um and then I just passed by the draft house one day and Randolph was there. And I I went to sign up. He's like, All right, look, if you don't do sign ups right off, come back next weekend. And I just lived down the street, so I was like, I walked back. And I and I did. And for my first time, didn't go by my real name because I was still scared. Mm. Uh what name did you go by at the time? Oh man. This is the part I hate. Uh, I went by Brother Darkness. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like a Carrie Book comic uh, character. Yeah, my brother gave me that name. My older brother gave me that name a while back. Um, and I was kind of like, I'll, I'll use that because I used that in New York too. I kind of used that in New York. So, yeah. It, now, when you say homeless, like, are because in my mind I I have an image of what homelessness looks like and I picture you having like a shaggy beard and like you know hair in patches and Living like a dirt a dirty coat and then like you smell real bad and like have to stay away from everybody like was was, was it was it like that or did you it was a- well it was homeless as and I didn't have a a home to go to okay um and luckily for me at the time, you know, I paid for school out of pocket. So I already had my tuition paid for. So I just stayed in the lab, uh-huh. used what I had to do, did it, you know, did what I had to do to uh, to not be in, on the actual streets. Mm-hmm. But on, on the times where the lab was closed or things like that, I just, I you know, I just sat on the train, rode it around for a little bit. You know, I used the showers in my school because if I paid for it, I'm already going to use it. It's already right. paid for it. And after like a month and a half, I was able to move in with my aunt. Now, so did the, did the real homeless people like look at you as a poser? Like, oh, this nigga ain't, he <laughs> ain't not really homeless. He not into yeah. this trill ass homelessness Yo, like we do right. it. Yo, that world is completely unlike anything you've you've ever ever even thought about. Like, homeless people are resourceful. If anything should happen in this world, and we lose all our technology, those are our new leaders. Mm-hmm. Right off the top, they know what to do. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, you're gonna pay me to find you some food then, because then you know the the, the bartering system's gonna shift to their favor. Mm. At the same time, there's a lot of laziness, mm. you know, and and it's it's offensive to say that when you're when you're not homeless, but for someone who's been homeless before, I've been in like you know I've, I've sat in a shelter and been like, oh, there's a there's a job office right in the same building. Why isn't anybody going in there? Mm. And I was like, hey, I'll, I'll walk in there and I'll start a, they have like a binder full of jobs. Not all of them are jobs that you want to do the rest of your life. Like, hey, you want to wash dishes here? You want to cut this? You want to move some packages from one place to the other? And they, you know, get you 50 bucks here, $100 here. And they would find a way not to do it. Most of them would. You know, I would be in there with maybe like six other people doing the job while there were like another 25 out there just playing cards and drinking. Mm. And I'm like, but see, I can't, 
I can't really say that now because I'm 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 doing pretty well for myself. But even to mention that, oh, I was there and this is what they're like, and I'm like, wait, well, why would why would you say that? That's so mean. These people are that, and I'm like, yeah, some of them have issues. But then there's a lot of lazy people out there, and it's easy if you're not if if food's gonna be given to you sometimes if you know where to get it. It's called a circuit. They work. They run the circuit. They go to this home. They go to that home. They go to that home, and they just keep jumping around, getting getting meals and whatnot. And yeah, you do do you, man? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock your pursuit of happiness, but mm-hmm. I don't like not having for myself and being able to provide in the future for anyone else. Now, what is the most homeless person you've ever seen? Oh man, I the most homeless person. <laughs> That I knew personally, or I just kind of ran into. Uh, that uh, you personally like, whether it was uh, during your time as in a homeless life, or whether it's uh, you know now that you have a home. I don't know what they call y'all now, like homies or something. (laughs) But when they, you know, like now when they see you and they don't know you got some of the same street skills, like do you like judge them and be like, man, now that dude is real homeless, or this person is not homeless (laughs) enough? Well, all right, Uh, that. It depends on who I pick because there was one guy, he was mentally like disabled mm-hmm. and I wish someone would help him. And at the point in time, I couldn't, I mean, you know, and his family kind of just let him go. So he's just wandering the streets, you know, smelly and whatnot. And he would give you the wrong amount of change. For example, if I had a dollar, I'm like, hey, what's up? Can let me get like just four quarters? And he would give you like six. And I would have to sit there and be like, look, this is wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you back your two. But you need to count and try to help them out. Like, hey, count this out. One dollar, four quarters. And I, I try to give them just quarters. Right. Whenever I had the t- time to do it. But, like, he would get, he'd get, you know, the other homeless people just rob him knowing that he would not give the right change. At the, at the same time, though, uh, you know, I would, I, I used to do it past the time. I used to, like, have singles and be like, all right, look, I just want to break down my money. I like to see where it goes. Even to this day, I'm like that. Mm. And I have a dollar. And let's say that guy aside, I wouldn't mess with him. Right. I try to get change elsewhere. I started off with a dollar. Mm-hmm. No joke. I started off with a dollar and ended up with 750 How? And I still don't know how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just changing it, dimes to nickel and quarters. And I ended up with 750 And they're like, all right, have a good one. I'm like, you know, this is wrong. And they're, they're walking away. And I'm like, all right, well. Now, have I, you? Did you get to the point where you ever had to like be like, all right, let me go get a sign, stand outside, and be like, let me get a couple of dollars? I'm a veteran. <laughs> Not when there's a room to the side that has a binder full of jobs. Mm, okay. I never, I never had a reason to do it. Okay. okay. Now those jobs may not pay for an apartment or whatnot, but for that month, I was washing dishes, I was doing whatever I needed to do to have some amount of money in my pocket, and. I was able to kind of get by until that month, month and a half was over. Did you ever learn any homeless scams? Oh, all right. First of all, the sign scam is is a good one because mm. some of those signs, I, and some of those signs, while impressive, you, you ever heard like that? No sex in the champagne room. It's Chris Rock means like if a homeless man has a funny sign, he hasn't been homeless that long. Yes, <laughs> that's that's more true than you ever believe, man. That. I like the honesty. Like, I'll, I like honesty. If dude's like, "Hey, I'm just trying to get me, uh, you know, another crack rock," I'd be like, "Look, I don't condone it, but at least, at least you told me what what it is straight up." Ah. You know, um, I'm, I just want to get a drink. You fine, join me for a drink. I'm not gonna like give you the money for it, but you know, 
come on in, we'll have a drink outside or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, have, I have certain things I look for that I will not give money to. Yeah. Like if... um Got a pet? Yeah, if you, you have a, a pet, pet, you're not homeless enough. Mm-mm. You're not homeless enough for my taste. Um I like to give mine to people that, you know, don't have the money to, to feed something else. Like, right. Um, if you, it, I don't give it to the, to the ones that's in groups and like, like they work an area where it's like, all right, man, it's eight of us. All of us catch a corner. Like, yep. I don't, I don't really fuck with that. That, that's, that's not homeless and desperate enough. You still got friends. Like y'all can look out for each other. Um, yeah. homeless, I mean, I mean, they franchised it. They franchised the homelessness. Yeah, it's smart. Kind of it's good business. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? But I yeah. just saying, you know, you're not getting my money. I like to give, you know, to, to good causes and whatnot. Right. But that's a little too enterprising for uh, what I'm into. Also, uh, homeless couples. Like, if you, if you're not homeless, if you're homeless, but you still got love, you're not really homeless. Cause oh, Lord. A house is not a home without love, I believe it was. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, well, I, I, so. You're telling me that like a homeless man can't 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 find love. No, I'm saying like, I mean, I'm saying if you have it, you don't need my money because you love uh, love is 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 priceless and <laughs> and free at the same time. So you know, I already it's like wow, man, you already got somebody. It's a lot of people that's single in them cars. They got the money but can't find love, dog. So you know, maybe he traded it all. I don't know, but I'm you, know you don't get my money. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna. Damn, that is a, you got me. Damn. <laughs> also, long, you really do. Other, the last one, long ass signs. Yeah. Wrap it right. up. Wrap long it signs. up. If any dude says he's a veteran or yeah. anything like that, ask him questions. Mm. If you don't ask him questions. And if people look around and look at you like, wow, how, how dare you question? If, if, if I went to you and told you that I'm a white man, and you were just like, yeah, that's cool. You, you'd be, you'd be a fool to not even ask questions why I would even say that looking how I look. Like, right. that's not even a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you or for me. For me, I just, I'd be like, man, this, this guy's, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. All right, cool. Give me all the money that you want. That, you know, <laughs> but if, if you don't ask him questions, if he looks young and says he's from like, you know, the uh, World World War II vet, Vietnam vet, and he doesn't look like he cracked 30 yet, don't even look his way. Yeah, man, some of these people are getting so bold, man. Like, I seen a homeless dude yesterday with a haircut. It's like, what the fuck? And it was fresh. Like, he had got, like, he had recently got his haircut. And I was like, even if, like, a person drove over to you and was like, look, I know you're homeless. Uh, I want to yeah. get your haircut and maybe buy you a, a snack box from KFC. I'll right. be like, yo, man, I'll take the snack box, but you can't cut my hair because no one's going to give me shit. Once, right, they, once right. they see I'm fresher than them. Yeah, see the stuff I picked up was like, hey, they got a they got a pair um a pair of new Jordans. How you get Jordans, man? Yeah, you can't do that, man. That's I'm a- not I don't even have Jordans. How do you have Jordans? Yep. Right? Or you got a pack of cigarettes. Cigarettes in New York is like eight dollars or ten dollars a pack or something mm-hmm. now. They're expensive. You just dropped ten dollars. That's like ten dollar meals from McDonald's. I don't know what what what, what your priorities are. But you could have actually ate something yep. with that ten dollars. You know what I mean? Even even if you didn't want to do McDonald's, you could at least had a, a decent burger at a like like a minimum marginal spot or something like that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let you buy me fresh clothes, dog. It's not happening. Like mm. you, if you roll by, like, hey man, I got some fresh clothes for you. I know you probably been stinking in that. Uh, thank you very much. And I would sit them clothes aside because that's fucking bad for business. Now I look fresher than the niggas is giving me money. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> exactly. And then some of them, 
some of them do do get a little bougie, you know. And I, you know, you're just like, oh, I, I don't, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. I'm like, you don't oh. have an option to not eat stuff, man. Yeah, not homeless enough, right? Nope. Yeah, like, it, like you're not if you're not you're not above being or eating meat. Like you're not you can't be a vegan home, homeless. <laughs> <dude. You can't. laughs> Vegetarian homelessness. You can't. You can't do that. Like, look, this is all I got right now, and your options are limited, very limited. Yes. So. And and while you while we're on the uh, talking about um you being homeless, what's the wildest thing you ever seen as far as anybody on drugs or alcohol or abuse? Like, because when you're out there, it's almost like uh, almost at a wild wild west, but a different world. So, what is like the thing you was like, God damn it? Um, I I I think it's time you know to push forward and 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 get out of this scene because this is too much for me. Oh man, uh, I didn't try to stay there too long. I've seen some people just rob other homeless people, rob other homeless people because they couldn't defend themselves. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like 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 the Debo of the homeless guys. You know, like he's already he's already intimidating as it is, as it is, but he's big for some reason, and he just would rob people for the carts. Give me a cart. Give me this. Give me that. And they would. You, what, what would you do? Damn. I mean. Give me your bag, give me that, or they will go to sleep and their stuff would just be missing. So, like, that was just across the board. But the craziest thing for me personally was just just watching this one one dude. He didn't, like, he's, he was gross from head to toe. All right, there's no way to put it. He was just gross from head to toe. And the way he scared me was that just for him, the thought of him touching me with his hands, which was like, completely just dirty and whatnot this the threat of that made me like look here's some money just please don't touch me damn and it was like and he would just corner if he knew that about you he would just corner you like he stank on purpose like Uh he he the showers be right there and you knew he was coming because he wafted that room up with that (laughs) smell and i would be like all right he probably was waiting for y'all to get out the shower Oh, no, it, was, right. it was so awful. It was gross. And he he knew. He knew. You come out and you, oh, oh it's him. Yeah. Right. Oh right. God, when, it's him. Like if I was in my way, right to you, right when you were the cleanest, you know what I mean? Right. So like, as soon as you exited the shower and start drying off, I'd be like, hey. <laughs> I mean, imagine the dirtiest thing you can imagine. Like somebody, or the dirtiest, like filth. Mm. And imagine somebody swimming in that for like a solid two weeks. Oh. Right? Now, you get a knock on your door, and suddenly he's just right there. Got no weapons, got no guns, no knives, no nothing, right? He steps in and goes, points his finger, and just barely touches your nose and says, give me your stuff, give me your shit. Oh. And just right there, just right just, just give me your shit. And you're just like, you're smelling it, and if he touches you, you know that's going to, something is going to just jump off at you. So he, I was like, yo, here, here's some, here's, here's a couple fives and some tens. Just don't, please. Please don't. <laughs> and that was it. And That's the, all he needed to do. In the zombie apocalypse, he's gonna be invisible though, man. Right. They're gonna, they they just gonna walk, walk right, past gonna him. Walk past him. Yeah. And I've been I've been stabbed already in New York. So like I've fought a, a dude with a knife before, but that guy scared me more than anything else. <laughs> oh how'd you how'd you end up in a fight <laughs> yeah, with a knife? Like, were you uh you were you stabbed? beefing with a pimp? Nah. Both okay, both times was uh Both times. I got I got pulled into some sort of gang thing mm-hmm. i wasn't in a gang but i had to walk home i was a nerd so i had to walk home and cut through their little beefing thing and i was like all right well as long as i walk around them i'm good i get hit with the brick somehow Damn. and 
you know, I'm here woozy, I'm, you know, wilding around the place, and I was, how old was I? I was nine that time. Damn. And, uh, I got pulled into it, and all I'm doing is throwing elbows, like, I'm not even part of this, let me just kind of fight my way out of it. Got stabbed. Shit. On the way out, in my leg, and I was like, alright, well, there's that. Take at, least I, at least I got out, you know. Wow. Take a different way home next time. And you said it happened twice, or did? Yeah, yeah. The, the second time, mistaken identity. Wow. Somebody thought I was, I was somebody else. They was like, and, oh, it's Wesley Snipes. I hated that movie. <laughs> I get that all the time. I've never stopped getting <laughs> Wesley Snipes in my entire life. And, you know, the mistaken identity, I, it, it was, I mean, in, in retrospect, it's, it's, it is funny to think about. It wasn't funny at the time. Yeah, but well, you know, I could—I mean, I could imagine it getting stabbed at any for any reason is right. not funny at the time. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm fighting this guy off, and he's like, he—I don't know what name he called me, but he called me some some name. I was like 13, mm. and I'm I'm like, oh, what? Who? No, it's not <laughs> me at all. Right? I just you just hear echoes. I'm like, oh, well, it's not me. It's not my name. Whatever. I keep walking. And the dude just grabs me by my backpack and just slams me to the ground. And the whole time I'm fighting him. So it's like, I wouldn't call it really a stabbing. I fought him with the knife and got my finger sliced during it. Oh, okay. And, uh, did he yeah, realize that, that it scar was, is still there. Did he realize but, it was a mistaken identity? Well, we're fighting. Yeah, we're fighting. I'm just saying, like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like, I don't. And we're just fighting. And yeah. then after I roll off, like, we roll for a little bit. I hop off and just take off towards the buses. Yeah. Because I'm like, if he's going to stab me, he's going to stab me in front of all these people. Yeah. And he's gonna, he needs to be stupid to do that. And he kind of just chased me halfway. Somewhere I was going, I took off. I wonder if like there's a moment after you leave where he turns around and goes, I don't think that was Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. I See, need to apologize to that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hope I, hope I run into him again, man. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the next time you see him, you're already, like, running from him and shit. He's like, no, 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 dog. It was my bad. Wait, man. How am I? I got I to throw you this fruitcake. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dog. I've changed my life. I'm a top chef now. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, that kind of stuff, like, I'm, someone told me that uh, I, I have a charmed life of, of, getting, of getting fucked over royally. Mm. And it's, 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 it's classic. Now, and that's probably, that's probably why I tell these stories all the time. Because... That happened again to me in Baltimore, but nothing happened because they actually like stopped and talked to me. It was like, man, we about to fuck you up, dude. And I was like, oh, well, that's that's nice. And then I grew my hair out. I used to have locks. Mm-hmm. And I looked like a dude named Troy, mm-hmm. according to them. And I was in a Home Depot in Baltimore. And uh, I don't know if you know about Baltimore. Uh, I mean, I've seen The Wire. That's as close as I've got yeah, to Yeah, that's about it. as much as the I've The Wire know. is... The cleanest version of Baltimore you're gonna ever see. Mm. All right, because the the realness of it is is beyond, just beyond anything the wire can ever really show you. And the wire showed you some shit, you know. Yeah, what's funny is that like, because uh, like I, when I went to college, I looked like a dude that uh, played for the basketball team. Yeah. Um, named D Brown. Um and the, I was lucky. D Brown was not a uh, asshole, and okay. <laughs> uh, apparently he got a lot of women too. Cause like I would be places sometimes, and like like I went to McDonald's and got shit free before, and mm. didn't know why. Like I, she was like, "Oh, just take it, baby. Just take." It. I was like, "What are we? 
What kind of exchange is going on here? <laughs> like, am I about to like walk out of this bitch and this is sting? They're like, no, nah, just take it. Don't worry about it, D. I uh, appreciate you. I was like, all right, well, thank you. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, but can you imagine what would have been, what it would have been like if it was like D was out there just grabbing women for no reason? Right. That's what I'm saying. Over there. He touched me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, now you're running for like, why am I running? I'm not even D. Right. <laughs> you just happen to be look to look like an asshole like a dude that looked that was an asshole looked like you i happen to have a pretty like cool dude the worst i ever got was a like maybe once a month a girl would be like that's fucked up you ain't calling me back and i'm like <laughs> ma'am i don't even know you <laughs> well, that was i'm it. glad that's the worst the, i mean the best thing is that you got to make a free mcflurry every once in a while you walk in and get exactly. you know, a sandwich <laughs> exactly so i, I mean i would have been d too if i was getting free sandwiches <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. If somebody, if, if a chick walked up to you and was like, hey, Troy, so, uh, when you gonna call me again? You'd be like, uh, let me, I think I lost that cell phone. Let me, uh, get your number again. Uh, I don't know what would happen. Uh, I'm, well, I'm glad that didn't happen first, cause then. <laughs> I don't know what I would have walked into, cause that Home Depot joint got me kind of, kind of scared. Cause yeah. I, look, I lived in the Bronx during the nineties. Yeah. Right. And the Bronx was pretty crazy as it is. And we've done some dumb shit during that time you know mm. and nothing about that prepared me getting stabbed being in like fight the right flipping over the ice cream truck we had like crazy stuff going on in new york mm. and none of that prepared me for baltimore as an adult none of that wow mm. were you in a home depot i mean did they pull out the four by fours i mean you got like a whole you can build a kitchen at the home depot i, I mean i mean i was trying to take care of my own home and <laughs> some dude was just like hey yo troy and just yelled it Mm. And I'm the way he yelled it. I knew what what that sounded like. I was like, "Oh man, Troy's about to get fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> right. that's what you're thinking. You start. And looking. I'm like, "Yo, this is gonna be hilarious." World Star wasn't out yet. Yeah. You know, phones weren't. <laughs> like you turn the other way and start looking for Troy too. Like, yeah, yeah I'm like, Troy, yo, you better get the fuck out of here. I don't know who Troy is, but you better run. <laughs> yes. Yep. And so, and then these two dudes just rolled up behind me and was like, "Hey, yo, Troy, you see me talking to you, right?" Mm. And I'm like. Oh sh- no, not no, not this, please! And no. I look over, and this, this, these two dudes. One was like more my size, and, was, and the other dude was just—he looked like he can break me just by sneezing at me. Mm. And I was like, "Look, I don't know who Troy is. I don't know what's going on. I have my hands in the air. Ghetto Gestapo had me cornered. Mm. I'm sending like, all right, look, I'm gonna I'm reach for my wallet. And I don't even know why I did that, to be honest. But I, I reached my wallet. I showed them all my credentials for some reason, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh man." You really are, man. You look, yo. You look just like Troy, man. Yo, man, Troy. Damn. You look just like him, man. And then we we talked for a little bit, and I got to the point where I was like, "So what did Troy do?" Yeah. And he was like, "Don't even worry about that, man." And then they walked away. Damn! Wow. And I was like, "Yo, you need to let me know what Troy fucking did, so I can be like, I had nothing to do with this, yeah. or maybe ignorance is bliss." But I grew my hair out after that and had locks for like five years. Wow. I, I think look like Troy. I well, saved your life. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if Troy was walking around somewhere and heard and, that it ran. And people were like, um, nah, nah, not that. But I wonder if Troy was walking around and, and people were like, uh, you know, hey man, here's twenty dollars, man. I know you were homeless for a <laughs> while. Uh, here's, you know, let me give you some extra quarters and shit. I know he all confused. I know you like to count quarters. And uh, if you ever <laughs> want to do, if you ever want to do some time at the at the local uh spot, man, we can get you up yeah, on stage. Yeah, they hiring up there. They didn't tell you. Yeah, we get yes. you up on stage for ten minutes. If you got a set, you need to work on your material. Like, 
Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, well, just make sure you have a solid, you know, ten, fifteen. You looking at them like, what the hell are they talking about? Who yeah. is this Romaine mother? Yeah, Troy. Troy Ho said is like, yeah, man. So I was raping a baby the other day. <laughs> yeah, raping a raping a baby and stealing yeah. some blow from that from a kingpin. Yeah. Like, oh, so that's what he did. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, man. You got to stop texting these underage girls of bodybuilders. You got to stop doing. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's mm. amazing, dog. Now you said earlier that you were engaged and homeless around the same time. Like yeah. that seems like it would be uh well, like a good thing for a lot of people because it would be like she was with me when I didn't have nothing. Yeah. I mean she like we were together and like I didn't tell her that I was gonna be homeless. You know, because it was a family thing. I was like, I don't wanna tell her we've been together for so long and I was like, but and we, was, we were the young engaged, you know what I mean? So we were like college engaged. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a senior though, so senior going out, it would be like, all right, we we know this is going to be a long engagement with finding work and stuff, so whatever. Right. Um, that month, I was like, I'm not going to tell her. And then like a week and a half into it, she found out. I was like, well, do you know where you're going to go? I'm like, I don't know. I talked to family, and I mean, I told my aunt the one I moved in with, but she didn't tell me she was setting up her place. She's like me, like she, outside of whatever, if you tell her something's wrong, she'll work on something and then come to you and go, hey. By the way, now you can move in. And I'm like, oh, that's a surprise. She, right. But she wouldn't tell you. So okay. I didn't know that was going on in the background. And so, I, you know, I'm living on on the streets for a while. She's like, hey, can I come over? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> come over to the train. I wouldn't really give her any reason. Just like, yeah. Now, was yeah. that, you didn't feel like that was a sign that you couldn't share that with her? Because, you know, like, you're planning on, at that time, spending the rest of your life with somebody. And... You know, in a relationship like that, you kind of have to share everything. Were you? Did you ever feel like, damn, maybe it's something up with our relationship that I don't even want her to notice? Well, I wanted to like if I wanted to find a spot first before I before I even mention anything or like, hey, I just got this rough patch because yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a young dude at the time. I thought that was gonna be the icebreaker, like right. Or not in the iceberg, the that's not like breakers. Like, hey, that's a yeah. big one. You yeah. know, not having a place to stay. That's a lot of. That's a big thing with a lot of women. Yeah, it's like you don't even have a home. Why are we talking? I mean, yeah. I've I've been I've been dumped over less. Like you don't. I don't even like your shoes, nigga. Like, all right, cool. And that's all. That's all it took and for she, me to get. And when she found out that you were lying to her about being homeless, was she like understanding? Was she mad? Like, okay, I, technically, I didn't. I didn't lie. Okay, you I, just I didn't just told bring her it she up. Can come over, right? And and to give me some time. Well, how did? It. Well, okay, and, let's look at it from her perspective. <laughs> how did she feel? Did she feel like she got lied to, or did she feel like? Uh, you know, you just technically didn't lie. You just yeah. She was just like, you know, you you should trust me enough to like not. She was like, I'm not that superficial, mm. which, funny enough, down the line, very much superficial. Right. But she's like, I'm not that superficial. You know, you're going through some stuff. Your family's going through some stuff, and it's you know, I I grew up under a very, no, I won't say strict Jamaican household, but it was like you know, our business is our business. You know. Even with girlfriends and fiancés and whatnot, pull back on the information for a while. You don't have okay. to throw it all out there right away. So what I would have eventually told her, maybe. I don't I don't know. I don't so know you, my mindset so now back then. You were more saying you were keeping like your family's business out of uh out of the like out of out of I guess out of her business. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. kinda wanted to keep that separate for a little bit. You know, we, we had a really tight circle of friends that we had also who knew each other 
I didn't like gossip. I don't like drama. So I didn't want that Sunday getting out, even in passing, right. like, oh, my, you know, my man's going through something. And then her friend just tells everybody else, uh-huh. you know, I didn't want that happening, you know, so. But it got out and luckily it didn't it didn't come to that. You know, what I mean, yeah. um, people were actually pretty supportive. Well, I think most of the time people will be pretty supportive, especially if it's not like some sort of character flaw in you where it's like, oh, no, yeah. Romaine just uh, his, he told his mom, I'm dropping out of school. He quit his job. I'm about to be a rapper. Um, I'm doing, I'm smoking drugs in the house. And then they was like, all right, Romaine, you got to get out. And he was like, I'm crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll live on the streets. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, as long as it's not something that extreme, extreme. most times people going to be supportive. Cause like nobody wants to see somebody that they, you know, that they think is reasonable. Right. Be on the, you know, be, be in a situation like that. Right. And, and, and people kind of knew the gist of the full story. So people were like, I, right, you know, his, his, his father's crazy. And that's how that happened. Yeah. You know? That's the other thing. Everybody, it's like when you, uh, it probably happened when you got divorced too. Everybody already knows. You know what I mean? Where you like, okay. yeah, man, it turns out that motherfucker was crazy. Everybody's like, oh, you finally know? Oh, man. Let me tell you about this time. Let me tell you about the yeah. time. Let me, yeah. tell you what, let me tell you about this yeah. time to me. Oh, man. I was going to invite y'all to my wedding. Remember when I ain't invite y'all? Guess why? She crazy. Because I didn't want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, I know she was crazy. Yeah, and you know, hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty. She used to tell me that, and I was like, "Man, I, you, you, you were right because you told me that, and that's probably your thing." Well, that's the thing. All, all crazy people, uh, that moment when you find out they're crazy and it's yeah. confirmed, it's all like the end of the usual suspects. No, you know what I mean. Like you just go through your mind, like, "Oh, I remember when she said that uh, she hated. Uh, she had, she had, she always went through her ex boyfriend's phone." And I thought, yep. well, why would she do that shit with me? But of course she would do that shit with me. You know what I mean? Or yep. uh, she told me one time that she uh, I had to stab a nigga. And I was like, that was a funny thing to say. I thought it was cute. It was our first date. You know? <laughs> oh, look at her with that knife, man. She looks so adorable. Right. Oh, oh, oh you going to stab somebody? Oh, well, you going to stab somebody, Look, look at you, girl. You go, go, go ahead with your stabbing. Right. Then, all, then when you watching, sexy. Right. Your sexy ass <laughs> knife. And you watch, your, you watch that knife come out of you. you like, oh, this is a mistake. Yes, it was. Yeah, it is. This was cute, and then uh, right, yeah, it was it ain't cute no more. It was adorable that first time she told me she almost cut a dude's dick off, but <laughs> I, assume, I assume that was a joke. Yeah, when she slashed them ties and bust them windows, I was like, oh, yeah, now I gotta, now I gotta sleep on my stomach. Right, <laughs> fuck right. that. Yeah. Um, now I got to put out the fix a flat. Yeah, man. That, but y'all made it through the homeless part of the engagement, man. Made I mean, the homeless part, yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a trooper right there, yes, dog. That is. I mean, to a certain extent, she knew, you know, you had potential or something to, that she wanted to wait that out, man. I think, uh, if she was shallow, that definitely would have been it, you know, yes, like, yes. you homeless. I mean, she saw me like how some, how some women see football players when they're oh. still in school, where he's like, I see the potential. I know what he can become, mm. even at his worst. He's able to bounce back and like pulling stuff. Like I like I don't like not having a job. It's or not even not having a job. But I don't like not having something going on with me. So I'm always even when I'm not working, I'm freelancing. Freelancing might not bring in a lot of money when I'm doing it, but I'm doing it. It brings up my resume. You know, I just don't like the silence. I don't like being in my own head too long. So she saw that and saw that I would do any job to make money, and I would. Do overtime. It's like he's bringing in a lot of money just because he doesn't want to be still. Mm. I need to. I need to kind of latch on to this. You know, I paid for my school out of pocket. 
other than getting, you know, you get your, your scholarships from being in New York. New York has a lot of scholarships just for living there and going to school there for a long time. They give you scholarships. So between that, I paid for school out of pocket. Like, I saved this money from when I was, like, 10. Wow. Mm. So, you know, yeah. So I, my, my, my parents had their own businesses. You know, they get, they gave me that kind of just that that spirit of just entrepreneurship. You gotta you gotta do for yourself, even if you're working, do your own thing on the side. Do what you wanna do on the side. And that stuck with me. I still do that now. You know, I typical Jamaican. I never for the first time in my life, my last job was the only time I only had one job. Mm. I've always had two plus. Yeah, that's so, that's that's big. Now, when you um, whenever y'all you know things start going bad, and I'm sure there's arguments and shit, does she bring up the fact that you used to be homeless as like now it's a <laughs> knock against you? Like you, you homeless ass nigga. I should have known. Oh, oh no, she never brought that stuff up. But you know, as she got into the family more and she knew more what was going on, she would compare me to my dad, which was a big no no. Because mm. my dad and I like we we didn't get along for the longest time. And I mean, we we kind of talk now, but the history is still there, you know. And uh, he would, she would try to pull out like, like I guess the dad card, like you, you oh, you you try, you gonna be just like your dad. And I was like, my dad did some shit. That's a card yeah. to not pull for me not picking up this shirt. Like that's not a thing to do. Yeah, that's a a gut punch. Yeah, and she would like pull stuff like that. And like I said, hindsight is very. It's very clear, you know. Mm. Very, it's twenty twenty, and I she used to pull that stuff out, or she would just, you know. I used to tell her, look, the minute I feel like, I feel like my mom, I'm a question stuff, and that was before getting into gays and whatnot, because I just told her that and kind of passing about how I feel about relationships. Right. Like if I feel like my mom at any point in time where I have to like second guess everything, there's no point in being there. Right. Yeah. It's so, already gone. So I told her that, but then she will pull the whole, hey, you acting just like your dad. I'm like, my dad left some scars. Yeah. You've seen them. <laughs> like, yeah. you've seen the, both of them. You know, physical and emotional ones. You've seen yeah. them. That's not a card to pull right off the top. Mm-hmm. And she would do that. And I would, it, it would hurt. But now I see that she was crazy. So, right. yeah. Now, I mean, did you ever, were you like, actually, you like my dad. Uh, now that I think about it, <laughs> and I would rather be homeless than to be here. Yes. So I'm going back to homeless. At least I was happy counting the quarters to the dude. See, I, was, yeah. I would be afraid to argue. Like if my the person I loved had been homeless at some point, I would be too afraid to get on them too hard. Cause like once you've been homeless, like you, it's like, well, I already know that that's the rock. That's not rock bottom. Ain't that bad. So like. It yeah. could be I, I'm resourceful enough to get the fuck out, you know, rather than stay ha- right. stay here and suffer for years and shit. Right, dealing with right. you. And then you know when it came to the divorce, she's the one that made me homeless for the second time. Oh, so her knowing what I went through, knowing my family, knowing everything I went through, and all of a sudden I come home and the locks are chained to the door, and I'm like, that's not even this this divorce isn't even my fault. You cheated. Wait a minute, mm. and, and I was and it it became this whole thing of me like. Okay, well, at least I have a car this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be in that's my what, car. See, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You had already been at the bottom one time, so you you automatically was like, oh, cool, I get to stay in the car. While I would have been like, the fuck? Like, I got to kick the door down. 
like i'm about to draw a line on the wall and everything and be like yo half and my half i'll be like the and police got to come arrest yeah, my ass i'm, I'm, I'm sitting be, right here i'm going to no. jail like i'm gonna do all right. that shit and Romaine's like, let me just go pack up the car. I, I'll be right here, bitch. You I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm I left not, a change. I'm not even going to say that I wasn't mad. I'm not even going to say that. I was I was just, I think I was probably the angriest I've ever been. And since that point in time, from mm-hmm. that point to now, I've never been that angry. Like, nothing has pissed me off Yeah. to that point. So, But you didn't even catch a charge or nothing. No, because, like... Like everything that you do is going to be towards her favor yeah. as one one as a man and as a black man in general yep. just like if I, I kick the door down she's just going to write that down oh by the way your honor he kicked the door down he did this he did that I mean all she has to do is walk into that room and says I'm scared of him did you see him kick the door down and that's mm-hmm. it for me mm-hmm. you know so when I went to get help for that it was just the uh, legal aid was like look don't say anything just start grabbing whatever you can now and just start packing it, and I'll start bringing it to my friend's place. And he's like, "Bring, just have a friend hold it, whatever you want for yourself." Yeah. And I was like, "Shit," because she's gonna change the locks on you. Because she called it, she called it three weeks ahead of time. And I was like, yeah. "She's not gonna change the locks on me." I mean, look, it's over, but she's not gonna, she's not gonna do that. That's that's extreme. Mm-hmm. And then I come home one day, and the locks have changed. Her grandfather is in the middle of like changing the locks, and he's like, "I know you can do this. I've seen you put up drywall." Right. You you can change a lock on the door. Why am I here doing this? And some backstory, he hates my guts. All right. So for him to even talk to me and mention that Mm. was just like, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, wait, you don't know what's going on? Does anyone in your family know what's going on? Uh, Oh, of course not. Because she had cheated. She wasn't going to tell them. That's that's a point against her to be like, hey, I got to change these locks. What happened? Uh thing you know yeah pe- things people and, you know, stuff uh, people people change yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> and life is hard yep so i went in there and i was like i'll grab some more stuff that i could and i was like look here's some paperwork a quick little document about what to do about the mortgage and this and that she's like i'm not signing it i'm like cool can you say that louder because i brought a notary here with the recorder to also you know, I was prepared for that, like, trip down because, like, you know, I was like, I'm going to get some stuff. Let me just get the notary. Let me get some stuff, paperwork. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, I still don't, to this day, don't have all my stuff. And I'm not going to get it back. I already know that. Wow. Yeah. Does she still live in that house? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Long story short, that shit is gone. <laughs> okay. All right. Sound like you burned it down or something. Um. <laughs> no. I mean, Look. Look. I'm, I may or may not have had the thought. Of course. But, oh yeah. I mean, but, but see, that's the thing, though, man. Matter, of, we're gonna get into this in a second too. But yeah. that's the thing, though. Just like, um, I, part of what, um, to me, at least growing up, what I learned about manhood from my father is that a lot of that shit is about restraint. Cause, yeah. cause everybody has the same fucking thoughts. You know what I mean? Like when you read a, a article and it's like, and then he kicked that lady down the flight of stairs and, and and shot her three times and and you're like okay i don't understand it's like well they were arguing and she brought up this thing and and then it turns out that she stole money from him. it's like <laughs> i guarantee yeah. i would have thought like i should kick your ass down these steps but, but i, I never would have done, done that because that's mm-hmm. like because i'm going Cause, to prison yeah now. you know what's gonna happen you're like when your face is on the news and you got that like that shrug like what the hell you just said right. like yeah, yeah. But I, then I, yeah the johnny yeah, uh, yeah no one's gonna no one's gonna out. look at you the same way no matter what the way i yeah. see it like women are allowed to have crimes of passion what mm-hmm. did he do 
Because that's the first thing that happened with our divorce. It's like, what did he do? I, mm-hmm. I never even got to defend myself yet. And I'm already locked out the house. This already looks bad for me. Right. From anyone from the outside looking in. Right. They don't know all the inner workings of it. So if I decided, let's say, to burn the house down and and, and succeeded, it's just like this crazy arsonist of a, of a man. Like, I have no record. I have nothing going on. Yeah. But... It looked like you just snapped one day. I just, I just snapped. It's like, see, I told you this nigga's crazy, and that's, that's all it is. That's why she, that's, that's why she changed all her mind. It is. That's a, that, like, that's the thing. I would have kicked the door in and be like, "You're not gonna kick me out of my house." Police would have came. I would got locked up. I would got a, a restraining order against myself, and then it would have yeah. been like, and then, <laughs> and then everybody would have said, "And that's why she changed the locks." And yeah, it, it would have justified itself. Even though she's the one that cheated and preemptively was scheming on a yep. way to get half my shit, but hey, it's cool. Um, yeah. th- that's crazy. Did y'all ever have kids or anything? No. Oh, you lucked out. Mm, I have to take that quick me. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, every time I'm asked that, I just yeah. I, I'm 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 not a I'm not a I'm not a religious man, but that's the one time I'm like, you know what? There there might be a god out there, yeah. man. That saved me from some shit. <laughs> yeah, dog. You definitely didn't want to deal with that for the rest of your life. Um, oh no, no. Well, um, man, that's crazy, man. I I I never even knew all this stuff. Uh, I you know. Uh, let me, let's get into the show. Let me, let me start this bad boy. Uh, you listen to the Blackout Tips. You can find us on iTunes yeah. and Stitcher. Search, uh, Podomatic also. Um, leave us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, regardless of content. We read them on the air. Even if you want to tell us, I don't listen to your show no more. You're long winded and you repeat yourself. I will still read it on the air because I made a promise. God damn it. Yep. Um, and just make sure it's five stars. You can also do stuff like, Email the show the in the about section on our contact information. Leave voicemails throughout the week, um, and uh, like vote in the polls on the website. Become a premium member of the blackoutest.com slash premium. You can hear our spinoff shows. We did a new nerd off yesterday with Najela Ree and Sterling from uh, Gaming and Then Some podcast. A uh, very fun show. Uh, got to talk about some you know some of the breaking Comic Con news and all that stuff. Um, you can also do stuff like, uh, donate to the show and all that. The official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Uh-huh. And today's podcast is sponsored. It's sponsored by shadow dog productions. They got another audio play on iTunes called just Gina Simone stories for only 10 bucks. It's got comedy, drama and horror audio plays. So there's something for everybody. Just check it out at on iTunes. Like I said, just Gina Simone stories, and uh, you know, enjoy it, guys. You guys can uh, all, you know, get the, like you guys bought our our stuff. You listened to it. You heard the high quality. Um, and this is a person that's a classically trained actor, man. Some of these people um, have actually gone to school for this shit. We just some people that know how to read. And yep. emote, you know, so that's it for us. Yeah, go check it out. Um, and then let me see if I can find some uh sexy music for yeah, this Lila James. I don't know about y'all, but y'all go check this album out. This album mm-hmm. is everything. Let me let me get some sexy music for this sponsor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fellas and ladies. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Have you been fantasizing about turning your house into a home? 
Well, here's a new offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you can get 50% off half exactly what they were taking a divorce, guys. <laughs> half of off of just anything in your house. Make sure you grab this before she changes the locks. Right, but, but you do get three DVDs, though. Mm-hmm. But that's not all. In addition to your 50% off, you get those three free DVDs Karen's talking about for a little inspiration, mm-hmm. plus a free extra gift so sensual, I can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, they even throw in free shipping on your entire order. They're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com right now. Three weeks from now, she might be planning on changing those locks. But you can get your stuff now so that you be ready to go. Put it in the back of the car. You live in the back of the car. You already got your stuff taken care of. Uh, just put in code TBGWT for the offer code upon checkout. And when you do, three free DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping. Code TBGWT at AdamandEve.com. Give it to somebody before they stab you. Okay? Maybe they'll <laughs> accept this. Do it together. Yes, yeah, do it. You do together. Do it together. That's my uh, suggestion. That is. That is. Pick it out. Pick out something mm. both of y'all can use. All right. That's half. That's half the fun. They sell lube by like the gallon too. Like, yeah, they un- do un- ungodly amounts of lube. Only like a single man or a married couple can have that much lube in yeah. a household. And, you're right. Like, you can't hide that. You need to mm. pick that out together. Yeah, that ain't gonna go underneath your college bed. That twin bed ain't that high. Gotta get your own place for that. Mm. Yes. Well. Well, you can leave it out in the open and nobody cares. But yeah, that Leela James, he goes hard, man. Yes, fucking, it does. Fuck it's, with that. That's the first R&B album I liked in a long time. time. Like, it is, it's like 30-something minutes. And 37 minutes, 10 songs. I know it by heart at this point because yes. I've played it so many I times. I played it at work. It's so quick. And I played it at work, and I was like, damn, it's already over? Because you know that now the standard is at least an hour, yeah. you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And that was shit was so good. I like, you know what, fuck it, let's play it again. And she got some of them songs that got that, like, the ugly face in it. Like, I like that. You know, when people sing and they get, mm. you know, like, you can hear that they had to make their face ugly to hit that note. Yes. yes. Yeah, she got some of those where I was like, oh, yeah. What, what is it, Everything? Mm-hmm. Everything. Let me see if I can play some of everything. Waited so long. Mm. That is, that's mm-hmm. You can tell her face already got that like that half frown on it right there. Yes. She's not, she not even getting ugly yet. No. You can, you can tell this is from the heart, too. She's yeah. singing. It shouldn't be an angel. So this time I know it's true. Right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, this mm. This is the kind of music you listen to as a man. You, like, want to fix her life. Right. Right. Mm. Let me 
really stop. That is my jam, man. It's it, you know that's that song. You'll start singing along, making ugly faces and mm-hmm. feeling the pain, and you ain't nothing wrong with you. You just start. <laughs> that, that's after you had a few drinks. You look at her. You know what you know. I love you, girl. Right. right. <laughs> you know. You, you know you my everything. She be like, why is you singing all off key and loud for no apparent reason? My everything, girl. I love you. You should look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's, it's just random. You just doing some random. You're sitting there watching your shows or reading your book. He just comes in there and just like, I love you, girl. Don't do that. Why are you crying? Right, right. <laughs> Kids come, mama, why daddy in here crying, drinking the Colt 45? My, uh, 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 kids, that's all right. Go play your PlayStation. Uh, daddy going to be all right. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, we have all kinds of stories, man. Um, the first one, man, is a very controversial story, man. I didn't think this... Uh, this mm. is going to be that crazy, but apparently it blew up. Um, Ray Rice, mm. uh, NFL player and, uh, man who knocked out his woman. Uh, we found that out a couple months ago. There was a really damning video of him, like, mm-hmm. taking her unconscious out of an elevator. Um, which, you know, as soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, his career might be over. Like, mm. You know, because this one thing for people to have, like, these theories of, oh, you know, if somebody hit me, blah, blah, blah. But then when you see the video, it's like, oh, oh, oh no. Like, like oh, it had to be a better way than this. That was, you know, that yeah, was, yeah, the way he dragged her out just in general. I yeah. mean, look, I don't I don't even know the full story. Who knows what happened in that closed elevator? But the him dragging her out the way he did. First of all, you're a football player. You can at least piggyback her and mm-hmm. bring her back right. that way. But he dragged her out, like... Like he was trying to hide her somewhere. Yeah, right. yeah it, it did. Like he was trying to. It looked like um, Splinter Cell. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you're trying to stuff a body in the vent. Like, yeah. not, like put it in the suitcase. What's going on here? I remember when the dude, like, because the security or somebody walked by him, and I and he like just had a moment of like, oh fuck, my life is over. Right. And he had a <laughs> panic like, look. Like it wasn't even on some like I'm just so concerned. He was like, I can't even get her to the room. Yeah, and you know, and it, and it looked like um, Cause you, you don't even carry your drunk friends like that. Yeah, you know I mean? right. yeah. Um, so like, uh, apparently they discussed this on our first tape. Uh, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless, you know, mm. breaking down the hardest edge of sports because uh, it's only like, only the way that they can. Let me see if I can play it. It's not about him, then. It's about mm. you. And here's what I mean by that: we keep talking about the guys. We know you have no business putting your hands on a woman. I don't know how many times I got to reiterate that. But as a man who was raised by women, see, I know what I'm going to do if somebody touches a female member of my family. I know what I'm going to do. I know what my boys are going to do. I know what I'm going to have to remind myself that I work for the worldwide leader. I'm going to have to get law enforcement officials involved because of what I'm going to be tempted to do. But what I've tried to employ the female members of my family, some of who you all met and talked to and what have you, is that, again, and this is what I've done this all my life. Let's make sure we don't do anything to provoke wrong actions, because if I come or somebody else come, whether it's law enforcement officials, your brother or or, or the fellas that you know, if we come. After somebody has put their hands on you, it doesn't negate the fact that they already put their hands on you. So let's try to make sure that we can do 
our part in making sure that that doesn't happen. Now, you got some dudes that are just horrible and they're going to do it anyway. And there's never an, an excuse to put your hands on a woman. But domestic violence or, or, or you know, with, with or whatever the case may be, with men putting their hands on women, is obviously a very real, real issue in our society. And I think that just talking about what guys shouldn't do, we got to also make sure that you can do your part to do whatever you can do to make to to, to 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 try to make sure it doesn't happen. We know they're wrong. We know they're criminal. We know they probably deserve to be in jail. In Ray Rice's case, he probably deserves more than the two-game suspension, which we both acknowledged. But at the same time, we also have to make sure that we learn as much as we can about elements of provocation. Not that there's real provocation, but the elements of provocation, you got to make sure that you address it because what we've got to do is do what we can to try to prevent the situation from happening in any way. And I don't think that's broached enough is all I'm saying. No no point of blame is to You're saying no violence, period. Period. Just in a discussion. Period. No one period. should be. Period. Okay. So that was Stephen A's take on it. I mean, look, he's not saying much, if anything, to be honest. Like, he's like, he hasn't, he hasn't really said anything like he hasn't even put a solution in, in in place there he just kind of put this like thesis out there this hypothesis and nothing it's like don't provoke me. like but what what's the provocation you gotta you gotta spell that out because pr- provocation could be like you know oh man my rice is too cold bam right. you know or it could be she walks in and smacks him with a frying pan and he's like what the hell's going on and now he's you know it's a whole different thing like what's what's provocation right you know yeah I mean, that, like i think that's a huge part of it because allegedly uh with this incident she spit on ray rice and like uh some people are saying she like smacked him or hit him and then he like uppercut her knocked her unconscious and then tried to drag her up to the room um while while unconscious and you know there's rumors that people have cell phone video of it who knows yeah. um i'm surprised that is it hasn't leaked yet if there is actual video of this um but apparently this is in front of like a lot of witnesses and shit like that um, they were just, I think she was the mother of his kids at that time, but then they ended up getting engaged and married within like, you know, a month or so, uh, after that. So who knows, like, uh, the, what the full story is and yeah, all that. That's true. There's, there's yeah. a whole, there's a whole bunch of footage missing. I'm, I'm still not going to say that it's all right for him to do what he did. I mean, yeah, me, first of all, you yeah. a big ass football player, right. you uppercut anyone, you uppercut you and me, <laughs> we, we going down. Right. All right, you you've you've been trained to hit people on purpose. Yeah. Who's uh, and you're paid to do that. So you're going you're going to take out somebody else who's smaller? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other ways to go to go about even if you let's say she spit on him and all, did all that. There's other ways like because you're a football player, you should know how to hold someone and be like, "All right, you you comment, you comment the, the fuck down." Yeah, not to mention, <laughs> I mean, honestly, um to take it one step further, if he wanted to call the police if he wanted to get himself out of that situation um there's plenty of shit he could have done you know what i mean like it's not like i feel like people are jumping to this default of violence without really giving any consideration to any alternatives other than violence begets balance and you need to that's what you need to do um and like i kind of got into you know a thing on twitter where uh you know, I was, first I was, I was just giving jokes cause I mean, I could not believe that Stephen A. Smith did this. Mm-hmm. Cause it was one of those like, it's this is a third rail. You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> you can't make there's no way to accurately make any point about why it's okay to hit a woman or why it's her fault that she got hit in a domestic violence situation there's no way to convey that and anyone that gets paid to talk should already know that like he right. should have wrote that out like i mean i like i there, there's a there's a point he's trying to make but he's not making it at all yeah. like he just like was just throwing words around like, like, that like was he like was he going to work that morning like Yo, I'm about to, you know what? I, nobody has thought of it like this. How many women in the, that have been abused have never thought of how they cannot be abused? See, I'm about to break the game down. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, the, the road to hell. Yeah. You know, they, 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 yeah. they say that, they say that, but I mean, there's been studies of this now. We, we have years of studies of this now, you know, from, I think like 19, from the 1940s or 50s where, you know, violence does beget violence, yeah. you know? It's both ways, you know. Some, yeah, he may hit harder, but she hits more often. Or, you know, she may use objects. So you, the days you don't see his face, he, no guy wants to go outside with his face bashed in, mm-hmm. talking about my, you know, my, my my wife beat me. Yeah, that that that's 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 a shame. That's a burden. Where if you, I mean, you came around some of the people I knew, they'd just be like, man, you little bitch, you better go back in there and knuckle up or something like what i can't knuckle up because if i knuckle up you guys same guys will come back and beat my ass well it's funny though because like even with stephen a smith in his clip he's saying like well me and my 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 god friends we would have to do something to him like even their answer to this shit is more violence you know what i mean like the cycle has to stop with somebody and I'm I'm saying that for all the guys who think that you know this is some macho shit to do or some man shit to do um, I think it would be more manly not to hit hit her back. Like honestly, yeah. like I don't have the this this level of respect for like yeah, if you hit me, I I knock your ass out. Like to me, that's that's not saying anything. I think it comes from this like pent up anger or resentment towards yeah. towards women because women have had so much progress in such a short period of time. Um, and men, a lot of men see that as like losing rights, like. Oh, you can't even hit your woman no more. Like you used to could just come in the house and kick her in the face. It was nothing no anybody could say. Man, you make it, you make it sound so casual. Your your example, man, just like oh, it's, it's Tuesday six o'clock. All right, yeah. let's get to this. It's pretty. It was pretty casual. It was a time where you like, if I want to marry you, I go barter with your father. Like, right. Like, you don't get an option or a choice. Yeah. This this isn't you know this has not been that long ago. Like eighteen sure. like eighteen hundreds. Uh, you know, early nineteen hundreds. You could do this. Women, you know, like, it's the same uh, pent-up shit well, that black people get sometimes where we're like, damn, this this dude is extra mad about affirmative action. Like, why is he so goddamn mad? He has a job. Yeah. Everything's okay. Like, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't bother him that I have a job, but it's just so much progress has happened. He feels infringed upon, like, and not, you know, unjustly. He feels right. infringed upon, and there's nothing that you've done against him. But the second you, you know, got that job and sat in that cubicle, he was like, "Yo, fuck Romaine, dog. I don't appreciate <laughs> him taking took my, my job. job, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what happens with a lot of guys where they go on Twitter and shit, and you know, or you know, they talk this big game like, "I won't put our hands on me. You don't know what you're gonna get." But then you see the video of Ray Rice like throwing. <laughs> possibly throwing his career away you know right. like yeah. i, I mean, also right. don't want to be so, that a, another perspective mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm not not even i'm not gonna take Stephen a smith's side for this because he like i could say he's he went about that the wrong way yeah but you know 
I come up from, from a very heavily Jamaican background. I'm first generation. So I've lived in Jamaica. I've lived here. You know, I went back and forth a lot. And the thing about, you know, let's say men's rights and stuff like or women's rights or any of that, mm-hmm. rights rights of, like, just doing things. Like, it was men and women in the fields carrying the same bushels, bringing that in, going to the same farms. Like, there was no, this is your job, this is my job. Right. This is, this has to get done. There's 20 of us. 20 of us are working. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how that's how it works. And then when it came to, you know, don't hit women, it was like you just don't hit. Like in Jamaica, if people found out that you beat your wife. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm and I'm going to use my affluent family, for example, because like just recently I've been able to talk about it openly mm-hmm. to you know, kind of give people perspective. Like, you know, my dad lied about everything that he did and kept us away from his side of the family. The minute they found out that he did and it was my uncle that ratted him out mm-hmm. they were like oh yeah sure come back come back come come visit come visit for a second and like it was it was different for him they treated him differently mm. some, some some of them did give him a little ass whipping mm. like they treated him like he was a six-year-old boy like what do you think you're doing right right so like they did that too at the same time my mom had this philosophy of you know, don't hit anyone, you know, because right. my brother, myself, my sister, don't hit anyone. Right. But if a woman hits you the first time, back it up, be like, if, if, if you can't get out of it, back up. Hey, look, that's your one. Mm-hmm. I need to get out of this. But if you're going to keep at me, I have to defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I was and I was looking at my mom. And at the time I was like, you know, over like 14. I was and I was I was at the time like a feminist. And my my mom was clearly not. She you bring that shit to her, and she's she'll kick you out the house. Well, she's also speaking from a place of woman privilege, and and you're her son. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, like as an exercise. Like this is the problem. People keep making this personal. It's not personal. It's not St- personal. Statistic- yeah, but like- statistically, what we have is a societal problem where women are getting the shit beat out of them. Right. So yeah. it's like everyone keeps approaching it on some like now. Look, if if, if she got a sword. And she got a, you know, she got a, yeah. she got a AK 47 and like she come in the house and wake you up and put the gun to your dick. What are you, I mean, you not going to hit her. It's like, that, and, and, and that's yeah, not like, happening. These, these are extreme examples. And yeah. like my mom would give me realistic, like you're going to be in this because it, because mm. one day I had to use that myself, not hit a woman, but I had to like step back and go, whoa, that's your one. And I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I got, I got clocked straight in the jaw. Yeah. Well, yeah, but and like, I was like, why? Why would you? Why would you hit anyone? And that's like, right. in, instead of breaking it down to male, female, we have an anger problem in this country where right. no one is right. yeah. is 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 acknowledging that people are angry. Right. No one wants to go. Therapy is looked at as like being weak. Going to going getting counseling is so as as being small. Yeah. Going as a family. Going as yourself. You you if you're angry, you're gonna hit people, and at some point, you're gonna snap. You know, and that and my mom was big. Take care of your mental health because that's the kind of stuff that you end up doing. And like I said, I I like don't like to invoke my dad like that, but that's the kind of like I see him in every not every single guy that beats a woman or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I see him when people get angry and I'm like, I see. He didn't have the education, he feels that that's being weak. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to take care of that. And if you don't want to take care of that, then you're being like him. And I want to see my dad do well, regardless of what happens with us in life. So I want to see you do well, because I want to see you end up like him. All right. Well, that, well, the thing is, though, like, um, 
I I think there's this straw man thing that's being pushed out here that's not happening. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that have had a problem with what I said about it have all approached me the same way mm. by uh, pretending that I said it's okay for women to hit men. It's not oh, okay. No. It's not okay for anybody to hit anyone. And I and I challenge everybody that has a problem with it. Find the person that is advocating women can hit men and nothing right. should happen. No one is advocating it because it's just not something that that's happening really. Like where women are hitting well, it, men it's and not, it's not reported really. Yeah, well, that's, that's, right. Yeah. Well, well, I'm saying that we know of it is not happening on a scale where we can be like, you know, the systematic violence against men, it, the men's shelters that we have to go to, the 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 you know the the, yeah. the 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 restraining orders, the stalking. Like we like we recognize that that is wrong. Like no one is advocate, but there are people that advocate hitting a woman not wrong. Right. No, nothing wrong with that at all. Like. So it like so. Okay, okay, that yeah, that's that's stupid. But yeah. Why yeah. why would you say that it's okay to hit a woman and then afterwards be mad that if, if let's say a woman does have to hit a man and then you get mad at that like oh, how could, how could she do that because she needs to defend herself too. You think she can? I mean, we she, just she needs to. We just had a woman in Florida that is facing sixty years in prison for firing a warning shot at a man who was abusing her. Like who would admit to it too? Like yeah, I was beating up, man. She she popped yeah. that in the air. Yeah, but and I walked she, away. Yeah. <laughs> She had to, yeah, she, she followed me to the garage and told me to get the fuck out. What was wrong with her? Anyway, lock her up. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, so yeah. the thing is like, um, like, uh, on, like on some like men addressing men shit, uh, yeah. like I feel like if we're going to be addressing, uh, our, if we're going to be addressing the topic, I don't know how we can just be like so dismissive of like this. Look, you never put your hands on a woman. Okay. Now, what are y'all women doing to deserve us putting our hands on? <laughs> right, it, it, like it's not like it's already kind of That's a setup. So backwards, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of a setup. The way that they're framing it on some like, how is it your fault? You know, because he's like, well, how can you avoid it? But it's more it can it come more off like, how is this your fault? What, what did, did you, you do? What did you do to, to make it? to make this dude? hit you and in the situation with ray rice yeah. people are saying like you know they had a violent relationship that you know there was domestic violence back and forth here's my thing speaking to men we can be the ones that end it we don't have to always like we don't always have to measure manliness by our propensity towards violence and that yeah. is something that you know i i think we get gets lost in the shovel especially for black men um where it's like oh the the way that we know you're right is if how angry you get and how like Stephen A is even advocating that if someone hit a woman that he you know he loves or whatever he gonna go get a group of people and beat that dude up. Beat that dude's ass. It's like, just what, gonna what keep. Do? Yeah, it's just gonna keep the shit going. At some point, you gotta get the police involved. At some yep. point, someone has to get counseling. At some point, you have to start thinking about a bigger picture than just measuring your your manhood by how much damage you can do with your fist. And that was really my only point because we like, we do define manhood by this. We don't really define femininity by if a woman will hit a man or not, but we will define manhood by like, Oh, you, Oh, you let your woman hit you or some I'm shit. Gl- I'm like glad that. you said that because that means we got to change the attitude about everything. Right. right. Not, and not even about men hitting women. It was like, like I said, we got to address that one. We're angry one that, not right. only like, okay, we don't hit women, we don't hit men. Nobody hit anyone. Why right. is everyone beating the fuck out of each other? You know, why is everyone doing this stuff to each other? Exactly. And and then you go further. 
why do we have these pockets of what makes a man, what makes a woman, what makes that? Like, there, there are things that we do, men and women, that, that may be different, but that doesn't mean they're not, like, I, mean, I, I don't want to say unequal, but like, we may be, different doesn't mean, like, lesser than. Right. Or greater than. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you, you compliment people, you know, or, or, or the men are supposed to compliment women, women are supposed to compliment men, we're supposed to compliment each other as a community, even as races, all that. And and we we forgot the unity, you know. In Jamaica, the saying is "out of many, one people," right? So we have I have like family that look all across the color board, mm-hmm. white, Asian, and all that, and they speak Patois just as well. But when some like, but yet, I should be weirded out by a white person for some reason, or I like I don't like I'm not raised to see that, and we yeah. should be raising people not to see that anymore. Like mm-hmm. in that 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 in violence. In race, in 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 in, in gender, all that. Well, it's once, funny. once we get past that, which will be like not our generation. I'm mm. I'm gonna be real about that. I'm that's sad, but yeah, I would I mean, love to see that. Right. Well, it's. I think a lot of this is conflict resolution. You know what I mean? Like conf- <laughs> Like yeah. how do you resolve conflict? And like one of the things that I was trying to stress is even if, um, e- even if you feel like you know somehow this is taking an L for your ego that you got hit by a woman and you didn't do anything. Even if you feel like that, because I think, you know, that's a real feeling and no amount of like Twitter, all that shit, no amount of talking about it is ever going to erase people's ego. Like if you get slapped upside the face and you have that moment of like, I can't do anything to you, your Mm -hmm. ego is going to be hurt. And some men are going to hit women and all that shit. But but there's, you know, there's a ton of men that are hitting women because like you said, the rice was cold. But, (laughs) but. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure the most thankful person for this is Ray Rice. Now Stephen A. Smith is the face of this thing, and Ray Rice gets to wait too. He probably gets to spend it longer than Ray Rice, and which is which is unfortunate. <laughs> like how do, how do you how do you calculate two games for like knocking someone out? That you got to drag them out of the because like you, you get you get less than drug charges than that. You get less than homophobia even, and in a yeah. league like it's it doesn't. The, the thing is, the NFL has stated. It's put out there basically. We don't care about women at all. Yeah. Um, at all. They had a guy with the Kansas City Chiefs that killed his woman and killed himself. And like when uh, Bob Costas tried to speak about it on the uh, on the air of NBC, people flipped the fuck out on him. Um, you know this this Ray Rice uh, suspension. People were uh, you know upset or, or, or like uh, it's only it's only two games. Well, the NFL came out with a statement basically saying like we handed down the iron fist of justice of two games, you know. <laughs> so so like right. this, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is accused of all this stuff with rape on, and all man. this, um, and I think he got suspended for like three or four games or something. It's like you know one for each accused rape, you know, like it's. Like they don't care about women, no. but in, until it's November and they're selling those pink jerseys, yes, they, they don't give a fuck about about women at all. <laughs> and, the so, bulk, and the bulk of the money don't even really go to the organizations. The bulk of the money yeah. still goes to the league. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so it's you know it's complete bullshit. Um, I'm sure people would text and skip like a chick that changes her Facebook status in a relationship, trying to see if they can get Stephen A's job because then he wouldn't apologize. You know, yeah, he, um, he better had. Yeah, well, in his in the world that he created in that fucking uh, clip, and on Twitter where it got worse, and I'll read some of those tweets. Ooh. Every every woman was Ti stepping to Floyd Mayweather. 
and that's just not the real picture of domestic violence that nope. we have and i and and by the way i'm not just saying for women even men who are abused it's not me coming in starting some shit whatever the fuck starting some shit means and then getting yeah. beat up every day like oh i'm just losing a fight every day it's a build-up it, yeah it's abuse it's a it's a it's a build-up and it's abuse and yeah. it's not it's it's not you know a, a a good thing to to be a part of. It's not a good thing to to even hear about. It's 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 too it's too in, ingrained that we make excuses for this shit. Yeah, a lot of people have seen it, and I think that's what the underlying right. thing for this is that the reason that a lot of people. Uh, feel very comfortable dismissing it is because they haven't dealt with the pain of seeing it in their own lives. Yeah. And, right. and so it's like, if I can make this seem normalized, then I can make what I've seen in my life be normalized. So it's like, Hey man, sometimes you got to knock a bitch out. It's like, cause you think about yeah. how men treated your mother or yep. how your father treated women or so, you know, just whatever you've seen your friends in college, whatever you've seen that makes it go. Yeah, because that's normal, and that's why I shouldn't have done anything, or I didn't do anything, or why my mom didn't do anything, or why the police didn't get involved, because it wasn't that anyone failed in this, you know, to get this resolved. It was, hey, this is just what happens sometimes. Yeah, and therapy is not weak. That's not a weakness. I did it, and I'm and like, and I, I openly admit that I did it because I grew up in it. Then I went through my therapy. My mom was like, you gotta. You know, and me personally, she was like, you're the angriest out of the three of you because you're right. quiet. So no one expects anything. No one knows. No one knows to expect from you. Yeah. And then then when I was finally face down with myself, when I got when I got my jaw rocked by a girl mm-hmm. and and it was someone who was close, we're going to be going bring back crazy. Right. That's that hindsight. Like I said, I got my jaw rocked and I'm I'm a clown. Like there's a reason why I do I'm a, I'm a prankster. I'm the reason why I do comedy and I do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm a clown and I was messing around and she just knocked my jaw and I'm just like I was only playing. What the hell did this come from out of nowhere? Right. And that was the true test of my character. After it, it everything is. I've learned and everything yep. I've been through, I had it to is. sit there and just being in fights in general. You know, young young man living in the Bronx, I was in so many fights. Your first reaction to getting hit is to throw one back. Yep. So to catch yourself halfway and go. Oh my God! This is the this is that moment. Yeah, it's and, and I walked and, away and I was like, I gotta, I gotta get the, I gotta get the hell out of here. And it's and definitely I, possible because, you know, I've been in situations where like a kid hit me, and I'm like, I, I knew immediately like I'm not gonna hit this fucking kid. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I know, like people act like everyone is a trained boxer, right? And you get hit and then you just start wailing you on the nigga, and then you come to later like, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, I jab. I've been working on my counter for so long I just, like it's like it's not really that there's a moment that you can think about just about any action that you do as long as it's not a complete 100 percent reflex there is a moment not to mention in yep. many of these confrontations it has built to that moment it is well bitch your pussy stink oh well you got a little dick <laughs> like it's not like it just right. comes out All of right. nowhere got hit for that i i, I can kind of see that you don't just roll up on somebody and tell me pussy stink i mean it's, it's very difficult <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a lot of new we've had it i think we've done a show about how you tell somebody so you know yeah. you gotta have some maxwell yes you gotta sit her down hot, over tea. Hot, hot water in the jacuzzi yeah but but the point being like <laughs> people have jumped right past like any level of like nuance to the situation and immediately to well, shit. I mean, of course he knocked her ass out, and it's like, yeah, yeah they went zero to one hundred in every example. They always yeah. go zero to one hundred. Like, why do you, no? Right? No, it's a, it like it's always a slow build. Like every once in a while, you might have someone that does something out of character, 
but you can only control what you do. Right, right. At the end of the day, I got my jaw rocked by someone that I was supposed to, that I'm supposed to care about, she's supposed to care about me, and the decision was mine. Yep. And it, it comes down to that. You know? um, so every like my mom may have said, okay, second one, whatever. I didn't allow there to be a second one. Mm-hmm. I walked away. You have, and the thing is, um, even on some self preservation shit as a yep. black male, I like I've really it's a shame on any black man, any black man, any person in general who is advocating that black men put their hands on a woman mm-hmm. and put themselves right into the custody of the same people that choked out Eric Garner. Right. Like, it is a fuck, like, what is wrong with you? You know, unless your life is in danger, there's no fucking excuse to let the police intervene into a situation where you're the, you're now the aggressor. Police assisted suicide, that's what that is. Yeah, they're gonna show up and fuck you up. Like, don't you even care about yourself? Um, so yeah, Stephen A. Smith went on Twitter and was like, please, let's not discount the women out there who want someone like Mayweather strictly for cash. Men ain't always wrong. This is like some of his tweets about women in the past and shit. Like he, what I got to do if we getting beat? They, they wouldn't find. Yeah. They wouldn't found all his tweets. This is one of the reasons you don't fuck up. They wouldn't found. <laughs> they wouldn't found all his tweets about women and domestic violence and shit. Mm-hmm. I simply cannot believe Chad's silliness. <laughs> you don't play around in court, especially with a female judge residing over domestic violence. Um, I think, I think everybody thought that when he, uh, yeah. went to that, that courtroom, mm-hmm. but they using that against him now because he shouldn't have ever talked about these women. I mean, I mean, I mean, you can think that you can say that around your boys, but you don't make that public, public yeah. record. I mean, there's just same things you don't say in court in general. Yeah. <laughs> you like, don't make that public record that you're like, Hey, yo, you don't say this, this shit. You see who's up there? That's, that's, that's just, just Casey. She hates, she hates, she hates niggas. All of us. <laughs> and, um, it's funny because Michelle, uh, Beadle, who is a ESPN employee, went on Twitter and was like, um, addressing Steve, Stephen A. Smith. She's, she said, so I was forced to watch this morning's first take. A, I'll never feel clean again. B, I'm now aware that I can provoke my own beating. Uh, I'm thinking about wearing a miniskirt this weekend. I'd hate to think what I'd be asking for by doing so at Stephen A. Smith. Hashtag don't provoke. Okay, that was that was a yeah. That she, was a, that was a low blow. That was a cheap shot. She went right to the rape example, dog. That's that's why you can't be blaming the victim out here, dog. You gotta be careful because it's gonna come. They, the they, the they rape example that, they, coming. Yeah, they throw rape down real quick if you. If mm-hmm. you, if you, if you, you throw it. They throw down rape real quick if you fuck up. They coming, like, dog, because you. Extend, yeah. They're going to extend your logic to the fullest extent. Right. And mm. be like, so since we blaming victims. Let's blame us for everything. Are we also trying to say that, uh, you know, like it's very similar. That's 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 where it's going. Um, yep. I was in an abusive relationship once. I'm aware that men and women can both be the abuser. To spread a message that we not provoke is wrong. That is the bigger picture to me. Is that's the picture. Because yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing I was saying, Romaine. Do you notice how... We've, I've never heard ever in my life been told not to provoke a woman from beating me. Men aren't right. trained that. And They're that, and that's the reason that you can't say the shit Stephen A. Smith is saying. We, yeah. we actually don't do it both ways. We only do it to put women back in their place, which is right. at any time we can fuck you up and you need to know that. So and don't, this, don't provoke. That example. It's always going to be that example. To use, you know, there's never going to be another side of it where, I mean, like I said, I, I got to mix the cultures. Yeah. So when I when I when I see this, I try to see the bigger picture. 
you know I've there was this there was this dude on the island who would get like literally whipped with the donkey whip by his wife mm-hmm. just because he came home drunk. That was it. Like he yeah. didn't he didn't do anything else. He didn't cheat on her, but he he got he just got whipped, and we would watch him run through the fields. Yeah, and. And but that, no, one, that, but no, one, that, no one told him not to provoke her. No one was like, hey, how about you not come home and drunk? And he was like, why do I have to stop drinking for her to stop beating me? She's going right. to find another reason. And, and he was prob- one, he was probably right. Two, uh, because of the way our society views this shit, yeah. nobody, was, nobody was calling the cops. Nobody was trying to intervene in that shit. It was, oh, well, you know, he's a man and he can take it. And that's still our fault. Which is still right. Which is which is the flip side of this same shit, right? right? And it's still our fault, yeah. right? Like that's the part that I'm trying to convey because people were like, "Well, so you saying women can hit men?" No, mm-hmm. I'm saying anytime we start accepting this kind of bullshit on anybody's side, it is going to lead to a society like this. It's going to lead to where people are talking about what you did to deserve your beating. Oh, you was drunk. Well, I mean, stop yeah. getting drunk. What the? No, you shouldn't hit people. How about we stop there, right? Um, so he, uh, went out and tweeted a bunch of shit. Who knows if he's deleted it or not at this point. But, uh, he, he tweeted a bunch of shit defending his point. <laughs> what you don't do. Yeah. You, you don't. And then he, and then he finally apologized. Uh, he said, my series of tweets a short time ago is not an adequate way to compare my thoughts. So I am, uh, to capture my thoughts, so I'm using a single tweet via tweet longer to mail appropriately and effectively clarify my remarks from earlier today about the Ray Rice situation. I completely recognize the sensitivity, oh wait, um, I completely recognize the sensitivity (laughs) of the issue and the confusion and disgust that my comments caused. First off, as I said earlier, and I want to reiterate strongly, it is never okay to put your hands on a woman. Ever, Skip. And I understand why that important point was lost in my other comments, which did not come out as I intended. I want to state very clearly, I do not believe a woman provokes the horrible domestic abuses that are sadly such a major problem in our society. I wasn't trying to say that or even imply it when I was discussing my own personal upbringing and the important role that women in my family have played in my life skills. I understand why my comments could be taken another way. I should have done a better job articulating my thoughts, and I sincerely apologize. So uh, he apologized. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you right now, I love your impression of. <laughs> <laughs> it's always on 10, dog. It's always on point. Yo, he, he, he always, like, my favorite thing is he yells at you, but and that's what everybody always remembers. But he, al- he also has that moment of, like, levity in the middle of the yeah. yelling. Where he's like, I just feel that it's totally ludicrous and not even fair to even discuss. I'm disgusted. But um, remind, remind me, of my uncle. Except you <laughs> thought the Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> if I heard Skip in the Jamaican accent, I don't even know what I'd do with myself. I'd be cracking up to the. I I, I, I wouldn't even. I change my drawers every 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 hour. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, Stephen A. apologized. And by the way, after he apologized, not none of these niggas that was defending him ever said oh well i was wrong too oh no no that's <laughs> I, not gonna happen he backed off his comments let me back off of mine i, I really feel the worst for um for my man uh from the from the seattle seahawks and uh that beef jerky they're promoting like that, that commercial can't be getting aired too uh, too often anymore <laughs> gotta cut back on them richard sherman ads <laughs> for a little bit sorry uh well at least at least he can say sorry but in the age of the internet 
or just in the fact that you can record stuff in general. I don't know why people can't even figure out what they're saying. I mean, I'm guilty of that too. I mean, hey, we on a be on a spreecast right now. Yeah. And I, I I'm trying to think through everything I'm saying. But you're on the fly. You're kinda of like, look, I wanna say this is not okay. I wanna show another side. I wanna show different examples. How can I do this on the fly without sounding like I'm gonna like leave this chair and uppercut a chick in, in like twenty minutes? Like I'm not okay with that. Yeah. You got because you're trying to have like you know what the difference is, Romaine? You're just authentically talking right now. Yeah. There's in in sports, and it's a problem with all 24-hour media, you, you you get to a point where you want a hot take. Right. Like, you just want to have a different way of saying the same shit everybody else is saying. And so he came at it like, well, no one's saying it like this. This will be my thing that I'll say. Not to mention, ESPN has been carrying water for the NFL with this Ray Rice shit mm-hmm. from the jump. Like, every other station that covers the NFL, even those that have NFL games, right. has been on the, been like, yo, the NFL fucked up. Uh, this is not enough. And they don't, they, they don't believe in treating women, uh, correctly. And they're, they're furthering a culture of misogyny, tying it to Michael Sam, tying it to so many other things. Yep. Meanwhile, ESPN is like, you know, they came down. I mean, it's a very difficult situation for the NFL. I would just feel He's bad. He's worried about his check. Yeah, everybody's worried about that check. Like, so, um, I think he thought he would come at this from another angle, which kind of came out like he blamed the victim in this. Here's the thing. When this happened, um, the Ravens tweeted, uh, that she apologized for her role in this. She don't play for the team, dog. Right. Why, why is this even a thing right she, now? Yeah. What, what? What? That doesn't make any sense. She, if she needs to apologize to anyone, herself. Yeah. Her maybe, family. Right. And then what else? And and if she, whatever, if whatever she, happened between them two right. and him, if anything happened to each other. Right. That's first off. That's some personal shit. Yeah. They, they did a press conference where he apologized to the organization, fans, people's charities. But not even to her. Um, and not to her. And I watched the entire 10 minute thing. Bullshit, just watching them side by side looking crazy. Yep. And she's just sitting there. Her father's in the audience watching. And then when Damn. they get to her turn, she does apologize to him. And I was like, this shit is sick. You know what I mean? See, like, I don't, I, I, I couldn't, cause like, I, look, I hold, I try to like keep my face, but when, yeah. when things happen, like if I was in the team and I was on camera, I try to save face. But when something like that, like, I would have been like, my, you didn't. Right. What about her? How did that even happen? If And it had to be looked at by PR people. It was calculated to some extent. Like, how do we blame her for this? Because we think we can make it go away if we can just be like, if she wouldn't have done this, Ray wouldn't have got in trouble. He's an upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. Please don't put the hammer down on him just because of the, the footage and how salacious it looks. Just, you know, recognize that it's all, it's her fault. And I think that's what the team did. That's what he did. And that's what the NFL did. And um until Stephen A. Smith kind of fucked it up, they were pretty Damn. much getting away with it. And nobody was saying shit. Now, the thing is, Stephen A. Smith still going to take the brunt of this. Mm-hmm. Ray Rice, the ruling's already in. They can't adjust the suspension in now. So uh it'll be fine. Here's his tweets. This will be a long tweeted message, folks. So please stay with me and let me finish my complete thought before responding because I'm annoyed. In caps. How the fuck you annoyed? Yeah. I'm annoyed in caps. It, uh, in discussing the Ray Rice ruling earlier today on ESPN First Take, me and Skip Bayless ventured in discussing domestic violence. Upon hearing what I had to say, although admitting I could have been, I could have been more articulate on the matter, let me be clear. 
<laughs> Let me be clear. I don't understand how on earth someone could interpret that I w- somehow was saying women are to blame for domestic violence. And when I saw Michelle Beatles, he, who he, add, he added, a colleague who uh, profounded, who profound, who I have profound respect for, tweet what she tweeted. Enough is enough. Something needs to be said right now. Repeatedly, I said that is absolutely no excuse. Put your hands on a woman. Repeatedly, I said dudes who do that need to be dealt with. Repeatedly, I echoed when confronted by it in the past when someone was stupid enough to touch a loved one of his man, of this man raised by four older sisters and a mom, and numerous female relatives and loved ones that man that man was dealt with. Um, from that point, I've simply asked, now what about the other side? If a man is pathetic and stupid enough to put his hands on a woman, which I have never done, by the way, of course he needs to pay the price. Yeah, that's right. funny. He's never hit a woman, but he's kind of defended the idea of hitting a woman more than Chris Brown. Like, <laughs> even Chris Brown had the common sense to go, I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. Like, he's, Chris Brown, <laughs> Chris Brown has made an excuse for every single thing he's ever done. Yes, he has. Except hitting Rihanna back. He ain't, like, and he could have got away with it because people were making the excuse for him. He was like, "I'm not gonna say that bullshit." His fans. I'm not, I'm not even going to go down there, Chris. Chris, no, no, no I'm, I'm not even. <laughs> like that dude had little fourteen year old girls. By the way, this is one of the reasons that it's important to me. You know that we be clear when we talk about these things because you are having impressionable people that are watching you. You ha- mm-hmm. you do have people that are fans and this stuff. And a lot of this does reinforce like, well, this is the right thing to do. Sometimes you got to knock a bitch out. What 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 what's the problem? Um but yeah, it it's funny because um Chris Brown even with that support was like, yeah, I'm never fucking telling you that it that what I did was okay. I I mean, I'll cheat on these hoes. You know what I mean? I'll I fucking get out here and, and, and do a bunch of other shit, but what I won't say is that that was okay. Right. Yep. Um, so he said, Who I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, we forget about Ike Turner. He, he took it to his grave that he wasn't wrong. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, pe- people forget about him, and, and I, don't, I don't even know what's, what's worse or better, that you made the excuse. Because, I mean, Ike Turner was just like, look, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. What's y'all, what y'all think? I made her. Right. And you know what? He's like he—he's just crazy, and you can really dismiss that mm-hmm. because it's because it's really unique to him. But Ray Rice, um, let's say Roethlisberger, just the yeah. way that that organization just treats not just not just women, but just across the board, the way they just treat anyone that's just not part of the organization that right. makes it look wrong. Right? Yeah, they just want to. Two games. Let's let's put this underneath the rug. It shows more strength to when you say that you're wrong. Right. And you know what? Animals get more respect than a woman does. Yeah. Yeah. People was out there boycotting Michael Vick. Ain't nobody boycotted still Ben Roethlisberger. Nobody been boycotted Ben Roethlisberger a day in his fucking life. But his no. niggas still writing articles about why they don't want Vick playing for the Jets, and it, that's been what seven years now. Um, so he says, who on earth is denying that? But what about addressing women on how they can help prevent the obnox- the obvious wrong being done upon them? And no, like, the, the, the sentence just sounds so bad. Right, you still fucking victim blaming. Uh, in no way was I accusing a woman of being wrong. I was simply saying what the, that, the preventative measures always need to be, a, need to be addressed because there's only but so much that can be done after the fact. Once the damage is done, nothing more. My apologies to Michelle Beadle 
uh, any woman out there who misconstrued what i said that which isn't really an apology at all <laughs> my apologies to y'all bitches for not understanding <laughs> you would just understand what i'm saying i wouldn't have to apologize i have always and will always find violence against women every bit as horrific as women mm. find themselves find it Mm. Uh, that, that's a that's a bold statement. Yes, that is. Like, I, I will find abortion as painful as women that get them. Mm. Always have, always will. My personal behavior exemplifies. I'll strive to be more articulate in the future. Uh, but be clear, I wasn't blaming women for anything. I was simply saying to take all things into consideration for preventative purposes. Period. And and then after that, he that's when he issued that apology. Then say that. Yeah. Don't don't. The rest of it wasn't even needed. It was just like, hey. I wanted to show different angles about this. Take everything in consideration. I'm sorry that I come off, came off the wrong way. Remember, don't hit women. Yeah, this was before he apologized. Mm. So he was going to go to, this was his double down. Mm. Oh, wow. You see what I'm saying? Like, this was his, oh, people mad about what I said on the air. Well, listen, I clearly said it's not okay to hit women. I'm just saying it's not okay for women to provoke being hit. And it, and when you say provoke and you're not even being clear on it, right? It, yeah, like, that's my biggest thing. Yeah, you uh, you automatically put everyone in the position of being like, so you do realize provoke is like a subjective thing term, like it's some, very broad. Yeah, some people think provoke is she she ain't let me look through her phone, and some people right. think provoke is uh she had a, a AK forty seven to my balls, like. Is completely different for different people, and a lot more people leaning towards looking through phones. You know, like anybody that's that's like um, has women friends that have like conveyed like some of their stories to them. Mm-hmm. You, it makes you scared, right? You know what I mean? Where it's like, where, where women like was like, yeah, uh, he got possessive. He was showing up in my house. He was doing this. He yep. was doing, and you're like. Fuck, man, and it's not uncommon. A lot of people don't know it's not uncommon because a lot of women allow us to kind of, as men, to live in a world where we are in a bubble for this right. shit. Right, and, and they you, don't talk about it, no. and they definitely don't want to talk to more. The more ignorant you are, the less likely they are to talk about it anyway. But they don't really talk about it. They don't want to relive the shit. They don't want you to blame them. Right. And what for a lot of a lot of men do not realize this: women listen to men talk. Ignorant ass men talk and on Twitter, on Facebook, on social media and just in general, when you say certain shit, she knows that you think just like the person that abused her thinks. So why in the world would she tell you, be it your mama, your sister, your cousin, your niece? Why would she tell you this when you stand up in her face and say, well, you know, what did she do? When right. you stand up in her face and you say, well, you know, she must have provoked it. When you stand up in yeah. her face and you say, well, I've beat a bitch before and she deserved it. When you stand up in her face and say these things. Not not to mention many women have internalized this shit themselves and they think it's right. Like, I, right. like some of the people that argue with me the most when I was just like, right. yo, you just don't need to put your hands on a woman. They were like, well, I, I'm against everybody putting their hands on it. I'm like, I'm against everybody putting their hands on it. Well, women need to learn not to do that. I, I think everybody should learn not to do that. Well, I'm just saying women need to learn. I'm like, you're a woman. What what happened to you? Like, right. it got to that point. And so, some of the people would be like, well, I, a man hit, hit me, but it was my fault because I hit him. And I'll be like, well, all I'm saying is. Y'all shouldn't have been fighting in the first place like right. that. Like, nobody yeah. should be hitting anybody. And I'm I'm willing to be like, if you hit me. I'm not going to hit you, which I think is more fucking uh, it to me. If we're going to go on the macho scale, that's more macho. 
Right. Like if you hit me, I'm willing to go. I'm not going to hit you back. Now here's the thing. I'm not saying I'm going to, I'm going to just be around getting beat every day of my life. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Newsflash. I'm a fucking adult. I can lead the situation. <laughs> like, Oh, you hit me one time. You'll, I'm going to be like a uh, Tina Turner's friend. You ain't got to hit me but once. And I'm the fuck out of here. You know yep. what I mean? And I, and I don't have a problem with taking that one time dip to my fucking ego because I don't need to be around that shit. So, yep. you know, I got, and, and, I got caught up. That's what makes you stronger as an individual. If you can do that and walk away, yeah. you prove not only to the people around you, but you prove to yourself something bigger. Right. It's restraint right. matters, dog. That's yeah. being an adult is about the restraint. It's not about all yeah. this cool shit you can do. It's about the shit that you choose not to do. Because a lot of times the world could be Grand Theft Auto if you wanted it to be, and you that, know. That, and I think true. people, a lot of people, didn't grow up with either men in their lives that like reflected that, or when they see relationships, they were so fucked up they didn't get to like learn that lesson. Or even worse, they got to be an adult after all that shit and they were like, I'm not, I don't want to learn. I just want to do what I saw, you know, cause a lot of times you can learn from the wrong shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I saw my father do this thing. I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? But some people internalize it and they go, I'm going to keep this shit going. And b- before we get off this, I'll just say the last thing, uh, and I saved it for last cause I think it's the most poignant point. We're not having this discussion if he hit a white woman. Right. We, right. We would, we would not have this discussion for several reasons. Number one, he'd have got more time. Period. Uh, he'd been in jail. He, that's right. He'd have been in jail. It wouldn't have been, he would have got got more. more It wouldn't have been, he would have got more games. (laughs) It would have been, he would have got more years. Right. He would have been a court case. He'd have been kicked off the team. And that's something that people don't want to talk about either. Because at the end of the day, not only does the NFL not care about women, they particularly don't care about black women. Well, society doesn't really care about black women. Right. But I'm telling you, if, if, if that would have been Tiger Woods hitting Elon after she hit him with that golf club, oh nigga, it'll be over. They don't like him for cheating on her. And he got hit upside the head with a golf club, dog. And he had to lie about it. He the one that kind of be like, oh, nah, I just, for some reason that night, with no blood alcohol, no alcohol in my system, I just ran into my own driveway with injuries about my head that kind of shaped like a golf club. It was just random. And let's just not talk about it ever again because I know I can't like this. I'm in trouble just for cheating on her. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 I, and, and even that going, going back to what you said about not hitting anyone. Yeah. That's something where like, look how he handled that and look how Ray Rice and all of them are handling it. He, he did it in a way where, yeah, it was kind of weird that he's like, Hey, she didn't do whatever, whatever. And then he handled it in private right. on his own where you can see he's doing well. He like you know the situation. Who knows how handled it is on his end? Right. But there's no one vouching for her violence towards him. Yeah. There's no one vouching to even his cheating towards her. Right. It's just that look. This is a whole ball of wrong. Right. Right. And because That's if right. you're if you're a white woman, you have rights. You know what I mean? It's like in our society, yeah. it's already viewed as autonomy. Like, of course, you shouldn't put your hands on a white woman. She's a she's a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, a black yeah. woman is like, sometimes you got to put these bitches in their place. And it's like, why the fuck would we as black men advocate that? And especially advocate anything that puts black men in the hands of police custody. Like, it's just fucking stupid. And it would have went way fucking different if he would have, if, if, if his fiance would have been a white woman getting dragged out that elevator. I am of the belief shit would have been way different. I remember people, uh, DL Hewley went on the air and blamed Columbus <laughs> Short's wife. 
for Columbus Short, who has a history of violence, not one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he was like that greedy bitch. What is she? What's, it's like because she's black. We can do that. Right. We don't, we just, it just never fucking trickles down to to white people. It's always like, yeah, black, of course, a black woman. I mean, you got to hit them. That's but, part of the training. Right. And, and, and to me, it's and to me, it stems to a bigger problem for the fact that women in our society period but especially black women are really looked down as subpar that's why crimes and statistics against us aren't reported in as high a rate that's why even if they are reported a lot of times they're downplayed why because black women don't have rights and black women are subpar and and also the issue does not help when you have black men going out in public and advocating and saying publicly that it's okay to do these things to these women when when if like you said this was a white woman would you have this same context behind what you're saying? So I've never heard anyone talk about how Tiger Woods needed to hit his wife ever. Right. Ever. Nope. It's been and, years. And the thing is that on the flip side, I want to, I want to just pose this thing. If she take, taking D.L. Hughley's rant into account, yeah. if it was a white woman that was sitting there trying to get the money, he would have been like, well, that's what you get boy. That you shouldn't yeah. be messing with these white women. Like, exactly. Why, that doesn't like, you know what? The blame stays black. Right. That's it's, what it seems it, to be. The it default is right. The default is, uh, and that's the victimization of the shit. And that was like, that was the way I saw it. It was funny. I wasn't even, I was making jokes. I wasn't even going to talk about it. And then I got called a fucking coon for being like, yeah, oh. you can't do that. And like, like a bunch of shit. And then I was like, well, this is the way I view it because, you know, um, it, like I've learned at least in my lifetime that, you know, restraint is, is 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 a lot of maturity not just manhood yes. but maturity is it's restraint it's i'm not gonna ball out and then can't pay my bills next month i'm not gonna yep. do you know like that's that's what growing up really should be and it shouldn't and and especially for men it shouldn't just be measured in the propensity to punch a motherfucker in their face right and also the i think the thing about it to me it should not be abnormal or you should not be people shouldn't look at you and give you a gold star as a black man for loving your wife loving your girlfriends loving right. black women you shouldn't get a motherfucking cookie for loving the people that gave to you and helped you grow i don't right. understand this you should be able to just to do it why because they're women and you love them period yeah. you know it's it's weird when you go on social media and all you see is the ranting and the raving and the bashing and the demeaning and the degrading of the women that stood beside you and stood behind you when no one else would and it's amazing when you hear about the when you get to domestic violence period it's amazing when you hear women always have the right and the option to leave and it's always her fault men never have the right of the option to leave like they're subpar and not human and don't have a choice and decision they can leave too why is their only option to punch a bitch in the face but her mm. option is to always leave i've yeah. never understood that and when no, it comes to domestic violence and nobody ever goes mm, mm, mm. uh well you know if you get shot in your motherfucking face nobody ever says that to men if there's if you right. hit your, put your hands on a woman and she kill you i mean that's what you get like we never even get to that that part it's always just women should leave it's your fault why did you argue with him right. why did you yell at him why did you talk about his mama like and, and why does she have to go why does she have to leave the safety of what's supposed to be her home right because you fucking up it's, no you leave yeah it's always on them somehow dog um right now let's let's get back to objectifying these women though um <laughs> I, I, I predicted a while back that uh i, I won't say years ago that as Nicki Minaj's album sales plummeted, 
we will get closer and closer to uh sex tape mm-hmm. and i feel like this latest album cover I, I i'm fellas latest i feel like we're getting that dog uh, i put the picture in the chat yeah, she she, she not, done finally uh, put the thong on, turned around, and put her entire ass on display, man. The cheeks is out. I'm telling you, two years. Two, stick with me. Two years. No one bought this album. Okay? That's generous. That is generous. You know what? After this album cover, mm-hmm. eight months. Eight months. I, no eight one months. no one buy this album. We need her to get desperate enough to finally <laughs> put them cheeks out there full. I need to see what she can do, man. Like... It's happening. I, I saw this cover and I said, man, I, I felt like the smartest man alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause Nicki Minaj Cause was wearing no good. clothes. <laughs> I was like, man. Look, look. Oh, but okay, let's say it comes out and it's not good. Yeah. And that's usually the case with a lot of like sex tapes. They're not, they're not that good. They're really yeah, disappointing. I, right. Normally. I'm okay. I, how, how you gonna feel about I, that? I, I need I, to, I, I need to catalog them, man. It's not. Uh, it's, this, this, this is a scientific expedition, dog. This isn't about. This is about the greater good, and uh, you know, it's like titties. I need. I even. I, if someone told me I only have one titty, and then the other titty is like, uh, it looks like a thumb. I'd be like, show me them titties. I, I want to see. I want to see them all. So yeah, I would watch. You want. Phone, you want sure. proof. You want evidence to back up the claim. Yeah, that's, that's I wanna, what this is about. When I die, I want to say I saw all the titties I could. You know, like not all of them. I feel the same way about these sex tapes. I watch a sex tape of ugly people fuck uh, if they're famous enough. I don't care. If it was like Roseanne Barr fucking somebody, I'd be like, "Yeah, I watched that sex tape one time." Oh Lord! <laughs> you, know what? you know, I'm curious enough to to, to see that. I'm honest, honestly. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I would watch the shit one time because what if? Because what if? Yeah, you know what? You're right. It's not. It's not even a. It's not even a, a sexual thing for real. It's just we have to have the catalog before we go. Yeah. That's, what if, dog? Like that is amazing. Yeah, that's all. You, you uh, gotta send me that pic because that the, is the Google pic. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put the link to the article in the whole chat. But <laughs> that Google is hilarious. Yeah, they did it. Google went. Um, there was a couple other Photoshop. A dude photoshopped himself holding her ass. Uh, <laughs> somebody did uh, one of my favorite, a Spider Man one. Uh, let me put oh, this. Oh, that'd be perfect. Put this one in the <sighs> chat for y'all. Uh, the Spider Man was pretty good, uh, especially on the eve of Comic Con. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, another one said uh was talking about drake and said that uh you know because he used to he was like in love with Nicki minaj she never liked him back so he they got one of him giving her uh a, a coat to cover up her ass let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about you don't have to do that oh that's funny uh, and uh that was that was basically the best one someone else drew one and stuff but i i'll, I'll put the link in the chat it's all okay uh, see now i gotta get my photoshop on with this this is gonna be <laughs> great yeah we like the black photoshops boy yeah. they need to get paid they be on it yeah I'm gonna, put, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put myself in it and just promote the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> right Don't she may it. or may not be here and then you know has a little legal thing at the bottom like she's not gonna be there just please though just ask i put like, it up there please like party flyers and shit Yep. It was like, yeah, Cherokee, the ass gonna be at this NBA party. Really? No, she's not. No, gonna no, she's just on the fly. <laughs> Come on, dog. Um, but, uh, yeah, we still got some other stories here. Uh, Peter decided that, um, they needed to, uh, let us all know that, you know, Detroit is in some pretty bad situations. So, um, they will pay, uh, a lot of people are having issues paying their water bills. Mm-hmm. 
because so much poverty and the water costs skyrocketing and shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. They left thousands of people seriously impoverished residents without water. How's uh, that loud? Who knows? So Peter decided we will pay your water bill as long as you go vegan. They have the money to do it, but only if you're willing to go vegan. Um, then they will pay your water bill. Fuck you. I be one thirsty dude, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I need I need my oxtail and my curry goat, yo. I need that in my life. Yeah, because my thing is this. If I can't pay my water bill, if I'm in a situation, how the fuck am I going to be able to afford to go goddamn vegan? Because yeah, all you're paying is my water bill. You're not paying to put that vegan food in my house. Yeah, mm. I, yeah. If I Have you been to Whole Foods? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Then then I got to go to the healthy market. Come on. Yeah, I know it's like an often repeated joke, but yeah, the whole check is what they call it. Like right. it's because it is, man. Yeah. It's because it's quinoa just greens. Now you like I don't even know why they have shopping shopping carts in Whole Foods. It, everything should be just those little handheld joints cuz you if you get a cart full of Whole Foods, like that's it for the week, bro. Right. If, if you get a cart full of Whole Foods, I wouldn't be surprised if next week some dudes is hanging on the corner waiting to rob you. They know you got money. Right. Like they damn. know you got money. This nigga grabbed a cart. This nigga grabbed a cart, y'all. Go. <laughs> man, yo. You know he yo. got a you know he got an Xbox One and a PS4. <laughs> just go. Just follow, just follow him home. Don't 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 even steal the system. Just steal the food, sell it back to some other vegan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man! You don't but, want to pay full price. But yeah, fuck, fuck Peter, man. Like, Yo, right? Man. I, like that? That's stupid. Like, if you Got really chickpeas on the low, baby, come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you really wanted to help them, man. Just help the people. If, if not, don't do it. But right, like, try to. That'd be like that's me. So insulting. That would be like instead of me not giving money to homeless people and just driving by, me stopping and being like, "Hey, man, if you can just like uh, get your hair cut." Like, get your hair cut and I'll be back. And uh, if you looking fresh, then I'll, I'll give you a couple of dollars. All right, man. Um, a writer, an editor got fired, uh, for his religious, uh, freedom, he's saying. Uh oh. Cause he wasn't able to write about the gay stopo. What? The gay stopo, Karen. That's new, uh, cause it's kind of like the gay, you know, the Gestapo was like the Nazis. Okay. He's saying the gay stopo is the gay people in America that are, fighting against his religious freedom okay okay the day some gay guys just roll up on this dude <laughs> ask him for his papers ask him who he's fucking right and then kill him for being straight right then yeah yeah okay i can see the think piece then oh y'all don't remember the heterocost uh no <laughs> you know I, you millions know. of heterosexuals died in the heterocost man like yes they did yes they did they, they put us in pins you know what they walking around people asking them what's their sexual orientation yeah. and you better say gay because you say straight they they break around and fuck you up dog. yeah man i actually remember um the stories from the camps you know i had several generations of my family that uh have had to deal with uh the gay stopo and the heterocost, man, um, they still have the tattoos and scars to show. Right. They yep. got the and you remember the patches that they put on, they, on the shirts to identify them when you're walking down the street? Like, look at them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look, they don't look at them. That, look at that woman over there. She likes the dick. How dare she? How dare, How dare she? she? We need to deport them back to that country. How dare they cross the borders to get over here? Yep. <laughs> I remember uh, Remember that movie, uh, Maurice's List? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was going through... <laughs> It was going through going, that. going through his black book with all the, all the ladies that he's been, he's been messing with. Yep, yep. He's trying to get save, all of them. Trying to save the heteros he could, but not all. He couldn't get them all, guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So he says, yeah, he was fired for his sincere religious beliefs, which compelled him to fight the 
LGBTQXYZ crowd and the gay stop. Oh, Lord. What's the XYZ stand for? XYZ sample. He made it up. Like, this is his. That's a direct, that's a direct quote of him being upset. Uh, his name is Robert Dale Eshleman. And, uh, he said in his lawsuit, uh, which he filed with the help of the Christian Liberty Institute, uh, sponsored by Tony Dudgeon, formerly the Free Market Foundation, uh, Eshleman says this is a religious, this is religious persecution, plain and simple. On April 28, 2014, I penned a theology-based article stating my sincerely held religious beliefs about efforts by some to criticize and remold my faith through what I believe is false teaching. In my article, I quote, <laughs> I wanted to say this in like a completely Southern accent. I'm, in my article, I quoted at length from a variety of sources, most prominently from the Holy Bible. Mm-hmm. That blog post described my sincerely <laughs> held religious beliefs <laughs> regarding the Holy Scripture. Tell them. And the definition of marriage. My comments on my blog. Preach, preacher. Were per- personal in nature and reflective of my sincerely held religious beliefs. Furthermore, I felt compelled by my sincerely held religious beliefs to share my biblical point of view with a few folks who read my blog. You speaking the truth. Speaking, brother. Uh, he also says, uh, I would have, I would have liked to obtain a religious accommodation for my sincerely held religious beliefs to share my biblical view with the few family members and friends who read my blog. Yeah. Shaw Media directly discriminated against me because of my religious beliefs and my identity as an evangelical Christian who believes in how Holy Scripture and the biblical view of marriage. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's that thing where you go, hey, we, we might disagree on gay marriage. So, you know, why can't I express my sincerely held religious beliefs? I mean, you can't <laughs> fire me for that. Now, if I was a woman trying to get birth control, sure, fire me for that. But don't try to fire me for something like this. Um, he, uh, but, uh, he did say, let's see, he did say a tiny bit of those sincere theological grounded med- meditations in a Monday post on his personal blog. Bob Eshleman accuses the LGBTQ XYZ crowd and the Gestapo of trying to reword the Bible. He said they try to reword the Bible to make the sinful nature right with God. Um, the snippet from the blog post is Jesus said there would be deceivers. He said those deceivers would cause Christians who remain true to his teaching to be reviled. He said false prophets would follow to deceive even more and that lawlessness will abound. If you ask me, it sounds like the gay stopo is well on its way. We must fight back against the enemy. Oh, oh man. Boy. <laughs> he get ready for war, ain't he? Them gay enemies. You know how they do. The Nazi, the Nazi uniforms did kind of Not him. <laughs> yeah. The Nazi, you know, the Nazi uniforms did look pretty uh, like like a gay dude might have had a hand in designing them. Like those, they were pretty meticulous. They were pretty, they were pretty sharp, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those are the best army uniform. That's why, that's the shame of it all, really. Like they ruined the best army uniform. Oh, you know? of all time. Nobody can rock those anymore. Oh, no. Like, that's fucked up. Mm. Uh, uh, but, yeah. See, I, I went to, uh, I almost became a preacher at one point. Really? That's beside the point. That's, right, and. Did you have uh, to speak, did you have to speak out about the gays and stuff in your preaching? I tried to preach when I was, like, doing youth service and stuff like that, and I was, like, 16, mm-hmm. 16, 17, when you, you can start pre-classes and then think about what Bible college you want to go to. And it's they're, they're, like I wanted to teach based on information, like read the Bible for yourselves, please. 
as we go through this. And I like to do history and let's go through, you know, what the people were at the time. Let's get some facts in here. By me doing that to myself, made one, made me leave it. Mm. And two, it was frowned upon whenever I brought that up. Mm. And so, like, that direct, like, no, you shouldn't, was my start down the path of, like, I can't do this anymore. So when I argue with, with, with Christians now who don't know me, and they're saying, like, well, the word says, and I'm like, you don't want to start going down this road. Mm. You I know this see, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> See, my thing is like, uh, it's funny because I don't like getting into any discussion where someone starts quoting the Bible because I don't believe in it. So like, you don't have to wait. Like it's, it will be like me being like, well, let me quote, uh, Lord of the Rings. Like you would like to, like you would be like, I don't accept that as an argument. Right. Yeah. So it's so funny that like a guy like him could be like, so wait, you going to fire me for my job where I'm an editor and have like, you know, effect on other people's livelihoods because I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm against gay people. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's we, yeah, we are. Too. We, we would do it too if it was a uh, racism and you were going, well, yeah. but it's the Bible. Like, well, we don't, we, we don't want racist people working here. I would, I would fire him if he came to me and was like, based off my belief in Spider-Man. Right. I was like, no, you're editing ah. this paper here. Right. I don't need somebody who's going to interject Spider-Man into all these articles. Now you look crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going to happen next time you want to write something? But, yeah, he's suing, man. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if he wins because I think we're at a point in society where we're at a crossroads. And um, we're trying too. to decide, like, what's private and what's public now when, like, yeah. if you have a blog. Because he's trying to point to his readership being small. But you put that on the Internet. And anything on the internet could go viral like this, at any time yeah any mm-hmm. at any time someone could go read that shit um and f- connect your name to it and connect it to your employer and make your employer look bad we know because we've seen it happen the last few years on twitter mm-hmm. so right. i could see somebody preemptively being like we're not dealing with the backlash of this shit uh you know if you're gonna work with us you you pretty much can't be doing that shit mm-hmm. um all right, so let's get to our games, okay? We've been talking long enough. Uh, of course, the first game that we like to play here is a little game called uh, Fucking with Black People. Um, and let me get my music. <laughs> We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that makes me upset every single time we play it, but we play it anyway. It's a game called Fucking with Black People, where we rate articles that we read from zero to one hundred in intervals of twenty-five on the Fucking with Black People scale. Today's contestants. The NYPD. The NYPD is back, everybody. That's right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. Let's get right into it. Mm. Um, a new video has surfaced of the NYPD using their band, uh, their band, uh, chokehold maneuver, which apparently was supposed to be banned 20 years ago, mm. which is obviously only 20. Yeah, only 20 years ago. Big news in the black community as we never thought it went out of style. It's like, right. So it was like sagging your pants. Like, what? This was never, this was out? 
uh nobody the, told us yeah it technically bans itself from using shell codes on suspects but it practices uh but it in practices officers have a demonstrated history of ignoring the rule mm-hmm. it became clear this past weekend when a staten island man named eric garner was killed after being mm. choked by two officers and now a new video has surfaced showing two more uh police officers using the exact same maneuver on another brother um of let me course. put this in the chat so you guys can just because uh, you banned it don't mean officers ain't using it yeah you guys can see mm. it um let's see if i can play some of this i don't know how long it oh two minutes all right let me play they're like they're having a hard time getting the dude Ooh. down on the ground giving them them so they they, they knees they, to the it, yeah, they took his uh, took his got his legs from under him after hitting him in the side. Not on top of him, kneeing him to the dome. Uh, there's two dudes directly on top of him, kind of pinning him down. And uh, looks like they're they're in the clutch right now. Um, pepper spray's coming out. Why didn't they come out first? Yeah, yeah. I I don't even understand how you don't just tase these motherfuckers. Right. Like I, that's what I, I would do. Why would I want any physical altercation with you? This is probably why I couldn't be a police officer because I'm probably starting with taser. Right, physical altercation is my last resort. Yeah, I'm probably no. I mean, starting with taser for everything. No, <laughs> like license and registration. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you'd be fired, son. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I wouldn't try to be a cop. I I tase the fuck out of old ladies. So yeah, they put him in the chokehold. He starts looking like he's about to pass out or something. And oh wow. Yeah, he's finally kind of subdued. I like how that white one just walked through the shot like nothing's going on. I see nothing. Yep. I know nothing. She's right. like, she shook her head a little bit like, just another day with just another day. Yeah, I'm just trying to catch this A train. Yeah, I just got <laughs> to move out of New York altogether. What's weird, like. Yeah, somebody should have street harassed her when she came through to like combine the issues. Yeah. If, if, if you take any fighting class, they tell you there's two chokes. There's a. There's a um, there's an air choke and a blood choke, and the blood choke will kill someone. You do not do that under any circumstances, knowing that you will kill someone. Mm-hmm. Well, like they they like you know this. If you learn that choke, that's what they teach you. That was like day what? No, when they don't teach you day one, but like right. within the first month of being in that class, they're like, this is a blood choke. None of you allowed to do that until your purple belt. Mm-hmm. Even even by accident. Well, they actually have, like, there's blood you can see on the ground. Oh. Like, they choked the blood out of him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the blood choke stops everything. Blood flow to the head and airflow. Man. Oh. And, and so you both pass out and you're not breathing. And usually when you pass out, your body's like, I need to breathe. I need air. And they did all this with witnesses around and everything. Right. Why? Because like, they don't give a fuck. This is crazy. <laughs> you hear that black yo that black dude was trying to help yo you hear that young blood, they got you they got you young blood yes quit fighting dog hey he was like uh he was like uh my man uh louis louis gossett jr in that in that roots <laughs> he's like just give up kunta come on now but yeah dog um watching the video i gotta say man i do feel fucked with so yeah. Oh, yeah uh, police, they, the NYPD continue to bat a hundred with me. I, what can I do? This it's not going. It's not going to stop. I mean, yeah. come on. This I, I, I've been. I've been. I've been put to the ground before. It's not fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's not fun at all. And like the, the dude ran. He was 
there was, there was the, the dude in like all black and a and a duffel bag ran through the park. We playing ball. He jumps over the fence. Normal affair for us. We've lived there long enough. Right. Two cops show up. Did you see some dude run? We're not like this was before the like no snitcher campaign. We don't know who this dude. Like yo, this dude went that way. You better catch up, man. Cause you 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 think this is slow. And instead they had us on the ground like. Dude, we just told you where he went. You were chasing a man. One man. You got 12 of us. We picked, playing a pickup game of basketball. You got 12 of us on the ground. You know what I mean? The 10 guys playing and the two guys who were trying, trying to be back up. Like, yeah, you yeah, you fucking with us for a while. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I give it 100. Karen, what about you? Oh, I give it 100. And uh, somebody was saying in chat room that they have uh, police departments now actually trying to lobby to make it a crime and to prevent people from recording police uh yeah oh they've been doing that well here's the thing that. it's that thing where people always talk to us about rights and shit and i'm always like well uh i know you mad about you know global warming and uh drones yeah, and NSA. the nsa uh i'm more worried about you know like if one cop comes up to me you know what i mean like i already yeah. know that rights is kind of a, a theory for black people <laughs> right you know what it's like it's relative depending on who you are man exactly like hey man you know you're not so like how many dudes have gotten fucked up behind jay-z's verse at 99 problems like how many or like you know i ain't well i know a little bit enough to know you want to legally search ouch oh shit <laughs> this nigga hit me right upside my fucking head right and i'm gonna search your shit anyway yeah I, I'm, I'm afraid they'd just be hot in my car Right. And the cop, cop shows up like, why are you sweating so hard? Yeah. Huh? Step out of the vehicle, sir. Like, oh, man. Like, oh. We got a problem, son. Yeah, my AC is out. Oh, you getting smart with me? Please, sir. I don't want to. Yeah, maybe it's going to have to take you down and get you the wood shampoo. Um, Let's play our next game, guys. It's a game called uh, Guess the Race here. Guess the Race. Now that it's time for some Guess the Race. That's right. It's Guess the Race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all of podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe. And we have our contestants today, Romaine Walters of Romaine and Lettuce. Guess How you doing, Rod? Hey, glad to have you here, buddy. Guess the race yes glad you can make it with us today sir and the chat room plays along and they are racist nice to see you too karen yep yes uh well here's our first guess the race uh contestant uh father who got kicked off of a southwest plane uh southwest airlines plane their plane duff watson was upset by the way his kids were treated when they boarded the southwest flight he showed it paid the price abc's ryan owens has the story could I maybe get that headset, please? Complaining to the airlines got Adam Sandler tased in the movie Anger Management. Do not raise your voice to me, sir. I wasn't raising my voice. Calm down. I'm calm! <laughs> These days, passengers are more likely to spew their frustration mm. on social media. But watch what you tweet. Just ask Duff Watson. Very upset. Um, very embarrassed. On Sunday, Watson and his six and nine-year-olds were traveling from Denver home to Minneapolis on Southwest Airlines. Dad travels a lot, so he's what's called an A-list passenger. They get to board first. His kids may be adorable, but they aren't A-list, so when they tried to board with him, 
He says the gate agent wouldn't have it. I said, real nice way to treat, you know, an A-list meeting. I'll be sure to tweet about it. And he did. Something to the effect of, wow, rudest agent in Denver, gate C-39, not happy. Watson says as soon as they settled into their seats, they were asked to get off the plane. He says the agent felt the tweet was a threat. She said... I'm going to call the cops. I like thought that like something bad was going to happen, like my dad being in jail. Nobody was arrested, but Watson says the agent would not let the family reboard until he deleted the tweet. He did. There were no threats made. Dallas-based Southwest sent us a statement acknowledging a conversation about the airline's family boarding procedures escalated. But Watson says Southwest lost a loyal customer. This dad may be A-list, but he says Southwest is now on his no-fly list. For Good Morning America, Ryan Owens, ABC News. <laughs> that guy was holding on to that for so long. So long. He, You know he wrote that line before he wrote the story. And he was just looking at it for like a good solid hour like, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be great. This is going to be great. When I, when I give him this one. I really wish they would have shown him recording. You go make me partner. All right. <laughs> I, w- I wish they would have shown him recording the voiceover and so he could give that slight head tilt like, yeah, nailed it. Um, so, Romaine, wow. guess the race of the father and his two children that were kicked off the flight for his tweet. Uh, by, the, by the way, what is, let me add this context clue. What is missing in this report, he tweeted the person's government name who told him he could not board the flight. So they, mm. they, they, they skipped that, 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 that. changes. Yeah, they skipped that detail, uh, putting the person's whole name out there to mm. the world. That's difficult because I know some people that would be like, Terrence Thompson right. can't do shit in the home. <laughs> Fuck him. And <laughs> I know what? I'm going to go my initial instincts. I'm going to go with white. All right. Let's check the chat room. A-list, and he got back on equals white. Aww. Black fathers barely spend time with their kids, let alone take trips <laughs> with them. <laughs> white, says Hippolyta, whiter than the paint on the plane. Privileged white devil that learned that you don't talk shit to a black woman because she ain't here for it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> right. Stephen A. would have said it's okay to, you know, if you, why you provoke him? Uh, can't, <laughs> can't believe white privilege hasn't kicked all the way in on his kids yet. <laughs> <laughs> a black man. Yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. This, this told her ride the privilege train. Right. right. <laughs> he thought kids eat free on the privilege menu. <laughs> Uh, a black man yeah the the fact that he got mad at the fact that they were like look a-list people pay for a certain amount don't extend to your kids he was like oh this is you lost a customer i'm tweeting about this oh man <laughs> i want to start using that as a, as a threat <laughs> oh oh really i can't get extra okay i'm tweeting i'm gonna see you i'm gonna see you on yo yeah see, see you, you. <laughs> oh nigga one star i can see it already <laughs> Uh, a black man would have known his tweets are always viewed as a threat, white. When keeping it white goes wrong. <laughs> Kanye song medley, all of the whites. <laughs> Turn on the whites in here, baby. <laughs> Extra white, I want y'all to see this. Uh, airplane, airplane troubles, Casper and friends. <laughs> the, the kids, I, the kids idea of something bad happening was the cops was only well, dad was going to jail. White. <laughs> I don't want my daddy to die. He's still beating his ass. <laughs> yeah, please take the stick from out of his ass. Plus, he had what, uh, a nine-year-old son. Yeah. 
Yeah, he would have been tried as an adult. He was black. Right. Please. <laughs> right. Accessory to the crime. Oh, uh, terrorism was the crime. <laughs> uh, cloud, cloud white, paper towel. I want your badge number white. And this is police brutality. Thanks, thanks his children, white children. Uh, and Redbone Sign just says number. I don't know what, what number means, but, uh, the correct answer is it seems like everyone got it white. Congratulations to everybody. You all got that one correct. The the uh white flight is what I call that. What story. what number did he give in the comment? He said number two? Uh what do you mean? He well, uh, in the comments someone said like something about a number. Oh she's I think what she meant was uh I want your badge number and she typed it. Oh. She typed number correct. So she was just spell checking herself. Okay. It's all right. I, I got you, Red Bone Sign. You ain't gotta spell check that girl. <laughs> um story number two. Uh, this one happens in uh, Portland, Oregon. A uh, woman is accused of pouring hot grease on her sleeping boyfriend. Oh, my. She was arraigned in court on Monday. Police are called to an apartment complex at 2.45 a.m. Friday. <laughs> Officers and medical personnel arrived and located the victim, a 54-year-old man, suffering mm. suffer from significant burns to his face, chest, and hands. Oh. No one asked what he did to provoke it, but people kept going. <laughs> Ah! He was taken to Legacy. It, it was her fault. Right. Uh, he was taken to Legacy Oregon Burn Center with serious injuries. He was listed in fair condition at the hospital Monday. Cherie Franklin, S-H-I-R-E-E, Cherie Franklin, 29, was taken into custody at the scene. She was later interviewed by detectives with Family Services Division. Police said they were unable to learn what led Franklin to allegedly pour hot grease on the man. She was then booked in the Multnomah County Jail. She was arraigned Monday on one count of first-degree assault, domestic violence. She is due back in court July 15. The suspect's family members did not want to make a comment about the case outside of the courtroom. Guess the race of Cherie Franklin. I'm going to guess the race of everybody at this rate. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with black because that is a straight Al Green type of move, uh, right there. Yeah, everything well, but the grits. Hot grease. What is up? That's that scares me personally. So I'm I'm definitely going black, and mm. I I love my black women. So please, mm. don't 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 hit me with grease. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> a, that's a, that's something a punch can never you can a punch can never repay. Oh, if, no. if 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 I'm if I'm a choose, I rather you punch me. All but right. just don't don't grease me up. That is. Yeah, and you know, to make it grease means you thought about it. Like, yeah, right? like uh, boiling. You just sat there on a fire. Yep, because grease take longer to boil than water. Yeah, it yeah. does. You know it what I mean? Time. That means you had, and that means you had to wear like protective clothing. Because you know, if you know <laughs> anything about grease, it get to popping and get on you. Right. Yeah. You imagine you in the bed. You thinking, oh, oh, she about to cook? No, you cooking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you. That's that's a hate crime. You so, was for dinner. She hate that motherfucker. Mm. Al, Al Green wife and Stephen A. Worst Nightmare, black, <laughs> black, 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 says Thor Amnesty. Oh, my. They said grease instead of cooking oil, black. <laughs> B-L-A-C-K, says Hiploida. That grease was from a Baptist church fish fry. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like that That would have been a detail that would give it away if they would have been like, uh, the grease was reused several times. <laughs> it was like ch chicken bacon. Yeah. Chicken it, it was from a, it was in a Crisco can. Like, oh, okay. Okay, I get it. Uh that grease from Baptist Church, right? Okay, what wasted that grease after frying up bacon black? Oh. One one who watches Tyler Perry movies black. 
black oh. black woman must have been real mad to see her good bacon grease on that man uh <laughs> a, good bacon grease. now she's headed to medea's house to learn a valuable lesson about the evils of a dark-skinned man oh <laughs> dreams well don't worry a light-skinned religious man will save her dreams of fried chicken and kool-aid prance through her head <laughs> a creature uh from the black lagoon who has who has grease at 2 45 a.m nigga black only a black woman has access to hot grease at two in the morning uh as black as the skillet she used to get that grease good and hot uh was it fish or chicken grease black rob <laughs> was <laughs> rob's grease and not cooking oil comments okay yeah uh she fried chicken first black and all she was missing was kool-aid watermelon and chicken the correct Aww. answer is and it appears you they all got it correct yes it was a black woman i mean i wait i wait for the day that somebody would just be like you know that's clearly a white person i can't believe i got that wrong yeah, well, it happens what? sometimes. It happens like it, this one was too obvious, man. I just yeah. Well, she grease. did them. She did them greasy. She did them greasy. <laughs> let's go to the uh, let's let's go to the uh, bonus round. Here we go. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. It's the bonus round of Guess the Race where Romaine mm. is already two for two. Uh, all right. We're going to go Going into three. the bonus round. Getting getting a little nervous? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous because I think you threw these to get me comfortable. All right. Let's see. A Brooklyn woman decapitated oh. her neighbor. A mother of four, as she begged for her life, and scattered the body cross the body parts across two Long Island communities. Shit. Or counties, authorities said Thursday. I see worse. Hold on, I gotta take notes on this one. Wait, she okay? Brooklyn woman. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn woman. Brooklyn woman. Where Brooklyn at? De- decapitated, right? Decapitated they, they... a mother of four as she begged mother. for her life. Mother of four. Mm-hmm. And spread it over where? Uh, spread it over two Long Island counties. Two Long Island. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, got my notes. All right, I'm putting a picture of the last woman, Cherie, that uh had threw that grease on that man. Now see that 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 woman looked like a woman put some grease on you. That's just all I'm saying. You can see it in the mm-hmm. Um, she got she got one of them grease faces, man. Yeah. That, that grease, co- greased up her hair too. I know he had that Kaiser Sose moment in the hospital. Like, oh, she did tell me she put grease on her last man, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, she might have used mm. it in her hair. It's activator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have a Jerry Curl in 2014, I feel like <laughs> you would put some grease on the nigga. She's probably listening to Luther Vandross and she was doing it. Don't you know? Yeah. She's probably sitting there cooking up that grease. Never too much. Never too much. <laughs> it's going to yes. be too nice. It's going to be too much tonight. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a little too much tonight when I put this hot yeah. grease on your ass. Don't you know I put this grease on you? Don't you know this? <laughs> Don't you know? Uh here and now, wake your ass up. <laughs> I promise to burn faithfully <laughs> with this hot ass grease. Uh yeah. <laughs> the closer I get to you. Uh, so yeah, she put that grease on his ass. Yeah, she All right. did. Um, so she said, "No, Lee, no, Lee. 
what are you doing oh no oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry were the last words chanel latoya thompson brown cried out to leah cuevas c-u-e-v-a-s 42 years old during a july 5th fight over the rent the next thing their brownsville neighbors heard was a blood curdling scream as cuevas hacked off brown's head with a sharp instrument Cuevas then dismembered Brown, a Guyanese immigrant, and spread her limbs and torso across Nassau and Suffolk counties. Cuevas was arrested Wednesday and dragged before a judge Thursday as the first district court in Central Islip, where her attorney uh, entered a plea of not guilty. Man, the balls on that person. You get dragged to the jail. They even say that she appeared in court. She yeah. got dragged to the jail. This is why they dragged to court. New York Post is the best best people for guests to race, in my opinion. They got all the details. Judge G. Ann Spellman ordered that Cuevas be remanded without bail, saying she was charged with the worst conduct that humans can be capable of. Prosecutors believe Cuevas was pretending to be the landlord after the building re- reals, after the building's real owner passed away last year. <gasps> though she has not been charged with defrauding any tenants so she's been collecting rent and she not even the landlord <laughs> wow uh she collected rent despite the building's lack of hot water and scant electricity and brown finally got fed up and decided to stop paying she wanted to move out of the dilapidated sumter sweet street building and Cuevas became furious things got so bad that on the night before the slam the nypd had to separate the two women the following night, Cuevas approached Brown in her apartment and tried to give her one last chance to pay up. When she refused, Cuevas attacked her, stabbing her repeatedly in the throat and chest until she decapitated Brown. Ooh, Brown's God. dismembered torso was discovered in a wooded lot near the Fire Island Ferry Terminal in Bay Shore on July 9th. Her, oh, severed, her severed legs were found nearby. Uh, by the way, you could tell that, because when I first read this, I, her neighbors heard her screams and nothing happened. Cause they probably were all illegal too, or like if you live there, like something's going on in your life where you can't call the cops. Yeah, or they just knew, the, like, oh, that's yeah, that's her being crazy. Yeah. So, uh, if I say anything, I'm gonna get cut too. Right. Right. I wish Ray Rice was here. <laughs> days later, the, days later, the woman's arms were found in a separate yard in, in Hempstead, about 25 miles west of Bayshore, Shit. and her severed head was discovered at another home on July 17th. Uh, Brown's husband, D- Dale Brown, said his wife moved to New York about a year ago and worked in the Manhattan department store. He planned to move from Gu- Guyana to New York uh, with their four children after he got his paperwork completed. When the prosecutor described the words that she screamed out, I can hear those words, uh, he told reporters. It's animalistic. It's a beast that did this. Guess the race. Um, <sighs> not the victim, but Leah Cuevas, the, the woman who decapitated her. Wow, uh, man, this is Hispanic. Sounds too easy. I'm I'm gonna go with. Did mm, did they give the amount? How much is old? How how much? How much? Well, she hadn't been sentenced or anything. Oh no! How much oh that? oh! It was two hundred dollars. It was two hundred dollars. Over two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yep, two hundred dollars. I'm gonna go black. I'm gonna go black. All right. Because th- that she took too much time to make it look like someone else. Because I mean, not that say that black people can't do it, but come on, decapitation and then Long Island. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot of people, black people in, in Long Island in the first place, and then to spread it a- around, you have to know it. 
enough. So yeah. So you going black? I'm gonna go black. All right. So and for the killer, not the victim. The killer. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Let me check the chat room. Uh, the chat room says, uh, "Let me slide up here." Uh, an Aztec warrior princess that was raised in the cartels of Juarez. <laughs> Undocumented soup who saw Scarface too many times Hispanic. The next head of cartel Hispanic, Machete. Oh my. I have a Machete from Honduras, so. Gentrification of urban areas doesn't just bring the white hipsters. Serial killers move in too and demand rent. They aren't owed white. Oh my. Samurai Juan Wetback. Brown, Brooklyn shame. Aww. Brooklyn shame on you when you step up to that old dirty wetback. <laughs> retired, retired from a uh, Mexican drug cartel and moved to Brooklyn. One who practices Yoruba in the old world black. See, that's why we need gentrification. Spike Lee, Dominican lose wife, Latina. Mm. Latino, Central American. Illegal immigrant Goya being guilty of sword ratchetness. Latina girl fueled up on some Mexican uh, marching powder. Daughter of a luchador. This murder was despicable. (laughs) Bath salt smoking Negro and 200 black. (laughs) Uh, That's what changed my mind too, the 200. I was going to go Hispanic for a minute. Karen, what is the correct answer? Which one is the one on the right? On the the right? Right. On the right? right here oh that wow that's a black lady that is a black lady romaine is three for three. <laughs> oh man Re- winning guest the race today let me give him his applause yeah. well, thank you and yeah. many people missed it yeah, here with the picture she black. shout out to the people that actually said white like the last name was Cuevas. Someone asked me why we do the last name, why we give people's old names on here. That's why, dog. It's she easy. almost got me. Like, she almost got me. I almost had white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, man. That's a sister. Yeah, and it's the, the one on the, on the right. On the left is the one that got killed. And on the right is the one that did the killing. Uh, mm. All right, man. We got to talk about sore ratchetness. Can't leave without getting into this, guys. Um, mm. We, uh, you know, we... You hate to you hate to have to do it sometimes. You hate to have to talk about it, but uh, it continues to be a problem that plagues America, and uh, that's why we have to discuss it. The blackout tips were dedicated to making sure that these people that own these swords pay for what they do, and we bring attention to it until they do pay. Um, mm-hmm. Today, Stephen Herbert is uh, the sword killer. Uh, Steve, wait, Stephen Herbert killer. Samuel Jordan took part in a samurai sword beheading attempt. Tiffany Clark and Samuel Jordan both assaulted assault strangers in the city center in the weeks before killing Stephen Herbert. It can now be revealed. Police who investigated Mr. Herbert's death linked the pair to two separate assaults after their arrest for murder. Clark and Jordan, along with Sol Humphreys, were found guilty of Mr. Herbert's murder at their trial at Hull Court, Hull Crown Court. Clark, 23, was with a group of people in the city center on December 14th when they assaulted someone in a completely unprovoked attack. Five days earlier, Jordan, 22, and another person had attacked a disabled female member of door staff at a center city bar. Jeez. Yeah, these motherfuckers are crazy. Judge Michael Metyer, the honorary recorder of Hull in the East Riding. Sounds like a label from the fucking Game <laughs> of Thrones. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Slayer, Mother of Dragons... 
<laughs> Honorary recorder of Hall in the East riding Daenerys Stormborn. Uh, <laughs> Drop the beat. <laughs> Ruled detail, ruled details of the conviction could not be put before jurors during the murder trial. He said the evidential benefit was outweighed by the potential prejudice it could cause. Detective Chief Inspector Matt Baldwin, who led the investigation, said both of these attacks are very relevant and outline the character of those individuals. Both Jordan and Clark have admitted to earlier assaults. In 2009, Jordan was jailed for four and a half years for being in a gang who tried to behead a man during an aggravated burglary. Shit. So he just had this one on his bucket list. So, oh, wow. He's like, I, I want to behead somebody at some point, and uh, it's going to be somebody. Uh, he, so he was part of a gang who armed themselves with knives and burst into a flat in Woolwich Drive. They grabbed two decorative samurai swords from inside the flat and attempted to chop the head off of one of the two men who were inside. One of the blows chopped off his finger. He was also stabbed twice in the knee and had a knife held to either side of his mouth as the gang th- threatened to give him a Chelsea smile. When the man's dog came, yeah, the man's dog came to his aid, while wow, they're better than cats, a member of the gang stabbed ah. it in, in, in his head and neck. Oh. I feel like we read this before. Anyway, the other man was slashed in the face and hands with a sword and had a knife held to his throat as well. Oh, I, I don't remember. That's, okay. wow. Maybe uh, that's my first time reading it. If, either, either way, a light needed to be shined no matter what. Yeah. And we're here to shine it, man. So, you what? know people, you know people with swords, they're itching to use them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's in a crime, whether it's just casually. Be careful going in these people's houses and especially be careful letting them in yours. Hey, uh, man. I got I got like 3. Right. And listen listen to his life. <laughs> okay, you guys have heard all the stories. You tell me who you rather listen to on this one. Um, I wouldn't let remain in my house. That's all I'm saying. Hey. He's getting stabbed, getting uh, getting slammed to the ground, put basketball courts. I, I never had him with me. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that was it. You know Maybe what? That was it. If, if you have a sword, everything starts to look like a, a problem that can be cut through, you know? Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check out uh, Adam and Eve, code TVGWT. Check out uh, the Audio Play Collection, the album. Uh, just Jenna Simon stories on uh, iTunes from Shout Out Productions, and make sure you uh, check out my man Romaine uh, Walters, uh, Romaine and Lettuce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, his Twitter is at that black one. Is that that's correct, right? That's correct. That at that black the number one. As you, I mean, some people may have maybe had some trouble during this recast of seeing me. I did put as much light as I could in yes. this room. So uh, now nah, you sound great, man, and you look great. And uh, d- did you have anything you wanted to promote? Like, uh, yeah, if you're if you in the D.C. metro area, we had a show coming up uh, August 15th called um, Prom 88. All 80s stuff we doing, we bringing it back. And I'm going to be at Don't Block the Box uh, the fourth fourth week of uh, that that month. All right. Make and, sure you uh, guys support it, man. Yeah. Get oh, out there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get a quick shout out. I mean, I promised a shout out to uh, Nicole and her mom. I know they're, they're listening. They should be listening, but give them a quick shout out. Thank you. We'll, yep. we'll eat soon. And shout out, shout out the three guys on, man. They, yeah, yeah, definitely shout out the three guys on. They, yes. they, they helped me out, Randolph and uh, Andy, Tim. They, you know, they're my mentors in in comedy right now, and it's it's been a been a pleasure yeah. to even be around them. They they teach me a lot. So they're good people. Yep, took a home, took a homeless man under their wing. <laughs> and yes. taught, taught him how to fish. That's yes. what I say. And if you guys go check him out, let him know. And also, we would like to give a shout out to Mark from Brooklyn. Yeah, 
Yeah, he went to see Mike Brown, mm-hmm. uh, the comedy outliers. And, uh, yeah, Mike tweeted that last night that, uh, somebody from my show came and saw him. That's fucking awesome, guys. I love when y'all do that. Uh, and I love that, uh, our audience are, you know, the best people to show up at people's shows. Yes. And let them know so that they know that, uh, we, we do have fans that, that will, will support. Yep. All right, man. We'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Until then, love you. Love you too. Mwah. <laughs>